The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Tony Darn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's... Roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's up, Panther fans? Welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast, where each and every week we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. They call me the professor. And tonight is a very special, special, special show for myself. A lot of reflecting, a lot of reminiscing, and really, arguably, the central seed planted for this podcast. Julius Peppers and Masim Muhammad have been inducted to the Ring of Honor. Right, these are to the Hall of Honor, the Ring of Honor. I don't even know, but Tepper doesn't even know what it's called. But I do know this is that these are two Panther legends. One is the arguably the greatest Panther. One has had the greatest Super Bowl play, arguably where in Panther history. And this is going to be a great show as we continue to go down memory lane. Check out that and the latest news surrounding the Carolina Panthers and around the NFL. I do it with my homeboys, my wheelman, my producer Cody Lashney. How you doing, my friend? Tony Dunn, I'm doing good, man. It's a Tuesday night. And as you know, there is nothing I'd rather be doing on Tuesday night than hanging with my boys talking Panther football, man. We've got a lot of uh, things to go over tonight, man. Even when there's nothing to talk about, there's always a ton for C3 to talk about. You know we'll go three hours and, you know, 445, yeah. whatever. Yeah. We're, hey, 12 but, 10, uh, here we come. Yeah, but you know what? We always do that. Because we have the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's our guy, Drew. What up, Drew? Blind Panther Vlogs. That's Joey. What's up, Joey? C3D's Ill Skills. Hemlock. Jorge Marcelo. Sideshow Rob. The Real AP. Tim Estes. And your bastard son, White Chocolate Expresso, Tony Dunn. You know the saying. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. This isn't a supplemental draft because I'm drafting CK to the C3 squad. Nobody got drafted in a supplemental draft. Can you believe that, CK? Actually, I mean, I didn't even think about it. But, CK, you are one of our top draft picks. Welcome back to the show. I'm happy to be here, boys. Just, uh, you know, another Tuesday night. Uh, Only one more Tuesday night before we're going to be out there with the fans, with uh, other uh, content creators and watching training camp. And, uh you know, those, uh, that clock is counting down pretty quick. When we start to realize training camp is literally two weeks away, it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, right now, things are uh, rocking and rolling behind the scenes for the C3 Panthers podcast. In fact, it's kind of one of those things where it feels like it's a dead time, but there's so much swelling, and it, all of a sudden it is going to be here. Just like you said, CK, we're going to open our eyes, and we're going to have too much to talk about, too much 
to do. And we've even landed sponsor for August. We are rocking and rolling. It's going to grow. This is the year of C3, 2020, 20 C3. Yes, sir. That's it. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We'd like to get your thoughts on what you're interested in talking about, your thoughts. Hey, call in and tell us your favorite memory, Masim Muhammad. Call in and tell us your favorite memory of Julius Peppers or what you think about these two players and their impact for Carolina. Julius Peppers, an interesting one. A lot of some Panther fans really held a grudge against him because he was trying to get out of here, even though the Panthers were ready to pay him. Really elite player, so it's going to be fun talking about that. The number's 252-228-5098. I want to hear your thoughts and reflections on these players, what we what we need to be thinking about going into training camp. And don't forget, in two Tuesdays, no, and not this next Tuesday, right? How many? The 27th, Thursday. We'll be at Monster Subs hanging out after training camp practice. So we're going to go to practice. It's going to be a whirlwind of a couple of days for us. I know I'm going to have to fly out of here on not fly literally drive i have to drive out of here on tuesday night i'm going to probably go try to go do the show at cody's house and then in the morning get to training camp right after we're going to continue to we'll probably have some shows throughout the week i'm thinking we can do a lot of stuff we've got all the podcasts and equipment ck you'll need to bring your mic with you i've got uh because yeah. i have two xlr mics that we can hook up that would be a third. So if somebody gets on the sticks with us there, but on Thursday camp is, I think uh, the training practice or the practice is at like about 10, 10, they're two hours long, probably take another 45 minutes to get out of there afterwards. So we're probably thinking about one 2 o'clock maybe, or late lunch at monster sub C3 would be out there. I want you guys to come and visit us at monster subs in Spartanburg. If you're there and if you're a listener of the show, I'm going to have some things to give away, some little gifts and some things like that. Can't wait to meet Muscles Marinara. We're doing this. Look, this is like the the quintessential thing that I started this podcast for. This is, look, while he is putting these, we've got this banner up for him. He's a listener of this show. He's a supporter of this show. We're not trying to make money off of this. This is a family. And I love the fact that we're going to go eat lunch with a listener, a supporter, a Panther fan. I get to rap about it. This is we made it, folks. I feel like we've made it. I am excited. <laughs> Training camp here. Guys, let's get into this show, my man. Let's do it. And hey, before we do, people love these cat calls so much. They're already donating to make sure that their calls get heard. JJ with the ten dollars says, Hey C3, got some uh calls first about the Panthers, second about Brandon Miller for Greg, and third was really short. I was talking a little smack to Anthony. Figured if he left that many calls, I should send y'all some too. Appreciate you, JJ. That is the homie. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into this show, boys. And uh, listen, this has been a long time coming. The Panthers put out a teaser uh, a couple of days ago, basically teasing that there was going to be some updates to the Hall of Honor. And we found out today who that was. It was our guys, Julius Peppers and Mushin Mohammed. A lot of people thought that maybe Kickley would be a part of this since you only have to be done playing football for two years to be inducted in the Hall of Honor. But this feels like the right choice, man. You're, you're hearkening back to a different time in Panthers football 
these are two legends of the organization. Tony CK, how y'all feeling, man? Do they? I thought it was called the Ring of Honor. Is it no, always been no, called the Hall of Honor? Honor. Yep, Hall of Honor. Hall, yep. Um, Greg is jumping in here. I can see his stuff slowly booting up. Poor uh, Greg is. Let's go ahead and bring in Greg to the show. I want to tell Greg first. Very uh, apologies <laughs> and sad, sad stories. I've heard car problems, dude. Whoa. Hate to hear that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, that sucks. Also, probably need your help getting us on Rumble after we do your intro because yes. uh, we got to set it up in Rumble. I don't know the password yet. Uh, yeah, Greg, yeah. welcome to the show. Uh, Julius Peppers, Masin Muhammad are legends that have been inducted to the Hall of Honor. Uh, rightfully so. Yeah. Two of my favorite oh. players. Like like my, my <laughs> yeah. favorite player and, you know, another guy who's one of my favorites. So, yeah. yeah. Same. I, I have no no problems with that at all. Yeah, I'll get Rumble going here in a minute. Sorry, I'm late, y'all. It's okay, dude. Dude, dude, Don't even when it works. We have um, this is why we got a good group of homies right here is because we can pass the torch around. We don't have to always. So if it's ever, you know, problematic, guys, we know this is all for fun and hanging out. Don't forget, you can be a C3 super fan for just a dollar ninety nine. That's fun as well. And thank you for those super chats. Call in and let us know what you think about Julius Peppers, Sam Muhammad, your favorite memories of those players. Um, and, uh, Greg, my kid is turning 16 in February. He's already worried. He's car shopping. So how scary is that? So you're talking about car problems. I'm going to have it. Am I, that, I got the ultimate car problem coming. Mm-hmm. Dude, are you telling me I have to drive my daughter's car now? Because I, I might, she's 16. Oh. I have a daughter that drives now oh. I have to drive her car to be able until I get mine fixed. It sucks, mm. man. Like I'm telling you and get ready. It's a lot of money for insurance. Oh, I know. Well, my son is paying for his insurance. He got a job. He's waiting. Man, I tell you, this kid is making loot. This yeah. kid is making loot. It's awesome when Hell you just yeah. put all your money in the bank. And then dad's he's like, hey, what do we eat for dinner? And I'm like, man, what do you mean? I'm picking you up from work. Where's my Uber charge? Anyway, Cody, right. uh, let me tell you this. I want to start by talking about Julius Peppers. Yeah. Uh, Julius Peppers, 2002 draft pick to the Carolina Panthers, second overall um and really a guy you we're gonna t- we'll see his video in just a moment in fact if you have it pulled up let's go ahead and get that ready to plug in Julius yeah. peppers is the reason i love uh the nfl he's the reason i'm an nfl fan period one single person julius peppers i live in a place and i'm even i was trying to write a story last night I was so late it's tired probably a couple many two drinks in me to really focus to the end of it but um i was reflecting upon Julius Peppers and and my memories of him. And I'm from Eastern North Carolina. I grew up in the 80s. I mean, I was a a born in 81, 90s kid, right? I'm a 90s, a quintessential 90s kid. And if you're from an 80s and the 90s in North Carolina, this basketball country, man, it is college basketball country. To a level people around the country, like outside of North Carolina, it's probably hard for them to understand. And it's probably not the same anywhere like it used to be but the acc had maryland wake forest nc state carolina duke carolina and duke the rivalries big i mean it's just this is tobacco road this is a basketball state and i mean we're to the point when the final four was on from middle school and high school they would let you watch we would watch the final four in school Right, like they would roll the TV in, yes. and we'd be watching basket college basketball That's in school. Four, the, the whole tournament for me. Yeah, the yeah, follow, yeah, yeah, following yeah. the brackets exactly. When I said Final Four, I, you're right. The basketball yeah. tournament, 
And um, my first meeting with Julius Peppers, not interpersonally, was on the basketball court. And this mug was a ball. It made the final four. He's, I think, the only player in the uh, NFL who's been to a Super Bowl and made the final four or uh, national championship. I don't know if they lost in the national championship. No, they lost in the final four. They had Antoine Jameson and Vince Carter that year. I remember that year so bad. Uh, Oh, man, I love Carolina that year. And they lost in the final four. I think Michigan State was the team. Pep could have gone to the NBA as just a Dennis Rodman player. 100%. Right. So I learned about Peppers from his time in Carolina. As a basketball player, and I started following him in football. But the reason I fell in love with him individually as a player on the football side, too, is because I worked at this pizza shop with this kid. God rest his soul. Andrew Kirby passed away. was killed in a drive-by shooting in Greenville. He's my roommate in college. Um, big, real terrible story in for Greenville's history. But he was from Kenley, North Carolina, which is about 30 minutes from us. And uh, Julius Peppers was from Bailey, North Carolina. And he played, he was a college basketball, I mean, a high school basketball and football star there. And my buddy Flap, uh, he was roommate, he was friends with Kirby. He's this guy that uh, was from Kenley. And he holds like the punt return record or something for Kenley High School or whatever the high school is there. He played against Julius Peppers in high school. And I think he, he said something like Julius Peppers was just manning up people as a freshman. You know, it just so like I just developed this personal kind of storyline to me where Julius Peppers was uh, a guy that I knew I followed and I liked and I really cheered for him. On top of that, um, I was starting to get a little bit into fantasy football, the NFL. I was a baseball and hockey kid growing up and 2000, 2001, 2002. This is prime time fantasy football stuff. And I said to myself, I don't have a football team, right? Like, I just don't have one that, like, nobody in my family was a big football fan or anything like this. So I said, wherever Julius Peppers goes, I'm going to cheer for him. Nice. I didn't say I was going to become a a fan of that team, but I said, I will cheer for this player wherever he goes. And then he was drafted by Carolina, and it, like, solidified, it cemented my relationship with the Carolina Panthers right then. So – Fast forward to the beginning of this podcast in 2013. You can link it back to Julius Peppers, my favorite Carolina Panther, 1A Carolina and 1B Cam Newton, right? Like it's it's Julius Peppers, Cam Newton. And I would say this is that I know that people say that Steve Smith is the greatest Panther and he mm. did probably have the greatest Panther career. Mm. But Julius Arguably. Peppers yeah. is the Arguably. greatest player maybe outside of kevin green to ever dart the well, reggie white was a carolina panther so we, we can't white. say oh, that well, yeah we can't reggie say that white, there's been, there's yeah, been great they were, panthers yeah in, yeah in they were so brief yeah. i think he's the be- nine-time pro bowler like 11 years with double digit sacks he had 12 sacks his rookie season mm-hmm. in 12 games he was suspended for four games his rookie year because he drank like some cough medicine or something. They said it was performance enhancing drugs. He served a four game suspension and then came out and got 12 sacks in 12 games. (laughs) Right. As a rookie on a team that was one in 15 the year before. Yeah. 
Uh, Tony, I got to ask you, man, you go through that story and it's a great story. Cause it's, it's kind of, it's kind of my story into Carolina cause Julius Peppers coming in, you know, that, that's, that's when Carolina is starting to really make noise. And, you know, I've been there since day one, but like that's when we're really starting to get big. Who was the baseball team? For you me, you were a hockey baseball guy. Who was yeah? The so, team? all right, uh, really, this is a yeah, yeah. Open a can of worms here. Don't say the Braves, please. Don't say the Braves. No, no, no. Um, okay. My family is a transplant family from uh, New York. My mom's born okay. in Queens. They're Long Island people. Um, okay. So my fam, my grandfather moved down here in the set late seventies, like seventy eight, from uh, Long Island, or I don't know if they were living in Queens. My mom trailed in eighty eighty or eighty one, and then had me here. So I was born here. So imagine these New Yorkers living in Kinston, North Carolina in 1978. My grandma hated it. She said there was only one rest. She fucking hated it. But he had a job. He got a job. They flew him down, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is the baseball story about this is uh, my real father left. Like he split. Like my biological father split when I was a little, little baby. So I spent a lot of time, not like my parents, great, my grandparents raised me, but I was very tight with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandfather, Anthony Joseph, I'm Anthony Joseph, namesake, first grandson. And we used to sit and watch baseball as a kid. He would sit on the floor, we'd pop, pop, you know what I mean? And we watched the Cubs. We watched okay. the Cubs on WGN. I swear, this is the craziest part of the story, Greg, is uh, I just grew up my whole life being a Cubs fan and thinking my grandfather was a Cubs fan. He passed away when I was a teenager. Okay. And as I kind of grew up mentally and matured and thinking back, I'm like, this guy wasn't even probably a Cubs fan. He, he just loved, lived in Kinston, North Harry. Carolina, and the yeah. only baseball team he could watch was on WGN. Yeah. He loves so Harry I'm Harry a lifelong yeah. Cubs fan because of that. Ryan Sandberg, Mark Grace. Okay. Those, the gold, Andre Dawson, Sean Dunstan. You love the um, Sosa days. Yeah, and then, yeah, I was still through there, uh, but that's why, and then a Rangers fan for hockey. Okay. Well, and then the Hurricanes now. So, that's it. It's a weird story. Cubs, but the Panthers, and Julius Peppers is a big part of it. CK, your memories of Julius Peppers, Masin Muhammad. Um, You know, so Julius Peppers is um, always going to be a bittersweet uh, you know, some uh, memory for me in, in Carolina history, because uh, whereas his early years were always impactful, it wasn't when I was super into football. Right. Right. And, and when I started to get super into football is when he chose to leave. And, <laughs> right. and so when you have that happen in the middle of like you actually coming into, you, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. He came back and you're, you're super happy about that. But, you know, I, I, I it's I don't have the same nostalgic memories. Nostalgic, yeah, yeah. With, with when it comes to to Pep, that I think a lot of people. My biggest thing is his his jersey is the first jersey that my uh you know my parents had bought me. Um, it didn't really first mean jersey to, I owned as well. Yeah, it didn't mean much to me at the time, but you know it was it. it I always enjoyed that uh, that that was the first one. Uh, Moose and Muhammad. It's uh, kind of a similar thing because I, it's, if if I'm not having that same nostalgia. The only thing I can tell you is, like, I, looking back, it's just hard not to look at his career with the Panthers and think that this, like, had Steve Smith not showed up, this dude would have been a Hall of Famer without question. Like, I don't, 
Like he had the numbers. Long career. I mean, drafted by Carolina in 1996 out of, I believe, Michigan State. You're right. He didn't have a ton. To, I mean, a crazy amount of catches, 860. But he had 11,000 yards, 60. He had a nice. You're but right. Look at He's, that. That back part of his career, when Steve Smith got hurt, right. he stepped up. He had like one of the best seasons oh, of the yeah. wide receiver. Oh, eight. Uh, oh no, 107 04. targets in 08. 04 is when he had the 1405. Yeah, 04 was his yeah. biggest year of his career. Look, he had 102 I, catches in 2000. Both of these guys, Greg, went and did a stint in Chicago and yep, then came right. back to Carolina mm -hmm. because I think Carolina is a great place to retire. To be honest with you, I think Carolina is an up and coming city. And the way people have talked about like places like Los Angeles and you know, New York and places like that, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think Charlotte is the next big city to be talked about like that because there are things changing in the future. I think Charlotte's an upcoming city. Uh, look, Moosin Muhammad, I love the guy. I really do. He's forever a Carolina Panther for me. I love the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame with the Carolina Panthers now. This and that's great. Um, But, you know, like... Oh, okay. God. Don't wet blanket us. No, no, not wet blanket. Okay. But I, I'm just going to say, I had this... Okay, 2003, I made this... Oh, here, nice. This here... Uh, oh, hold up. I'll put you on solo. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, while I love it, I don't have any Musa Muhammad on here, and I'm kind of oh, upset about that. You're I'm kind of upset about that, you know? That was the 2003 Super Bowl Is that run. not him up there wearing 87? Uh, where? That's 89. No, that's oh, oh, oh that's, that's, that's another team. That's another team. That was when he caught that touchdown. Oh, that's, oh, that's an eagle, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> I, I feel bad about that, but because he's not on here, doesn't mean he's not great. Look, this guy is, you know, CK. You had mentioned that like, uh, had had Steve Smith not been here, like, um, what would we consider him? He would be the best Carolina Panthers wide receiver. Oh, truly. If Steve Smith wasn't here. Like Honestly, he is the guy, but behind yeah. Steve Smith, he is the number two wide receiver ever yeah. for Carolina. I yeah, love I him. It's I'm so glad Steve he's there. Smith, him, and that's it, really. I don't know really that the is, gap yeah. between the two of them is that big. It's well, it's 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 pretty significant. I don't know that it's like when you look at what he did while Steve Smith was out, like he had Steve Smith numbers. Um, and if you're talking about comparing him while you're talking about having the same quarterback. Uh, you know, Moose Muhammad did the exact same thing Steve Smith did that year that he got hurt. He did, but that was only one year. Like, like I look at Moose's Moose's uh, numbers, he only broke a thousand three years in his career. That was uh, with Carolina, yeah, and Chicago. Yeah, no, that uh, was a twelve fifty three and eleven eighty three, but my fourteen oh five that year in two thousand four. When my Steve Smith my reason there, so. for expressing it that way is because who did he have throwing to him before Jake Malone? Oh, I get it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. kind of similar. That. Steve Smith, yeah, I would say this is, look, is, uh, I mean, Steve Smith is clearly better. Look, about of course, yeah. Four, 3,000 yards more, uh, a lot more catches, 200 more, 150 more catches. Um, he had a bunch, you know, 20 more touchdowns than him. But, you know, is I think the point is, is not to necessarily say that, um, is, is the, to bring Steve Smith down in this, right? Is to just right. to elevate. We're trying to elevate Mohsin Muhammad and just how good he was. And sometimes it goes underappreciated. I think is what you're implying here. And and I tell you, this is a couple of things. Is one is Mohsin Muhammad is one of the few players in the world that Steve Smith didn't punch in the face. That's number one. Like I mean, so he's got to be a cool guy there. Number two, he's got the greatest. Panther Super Bowl play ever. 
I mean, he holds the record for the longest receiving. You're kind of cut out on my end, Tony. Say that one more time. He he has the greatest Super Bowl play in Panthers history, Masen Muhammad. Oh yeah, right. Not in Super Bowl history, but he does have. It is a record for the longest uh, touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl. Eighty-five yard touchdown, Jake Delum, and really the best, one of the best Super Bowls in NFL history. Sadly, we didn't come down on the right side of it. It really looked like the Panthers were going to fall behind in that game. And then they came out in the second half and were just busting ass with these big ass plays. What a great year between those two guys. Masim Muhammad too, big person uh, owned uh, Buffalo wild wings. That was in the epicenter. I don't know where he's he's still a businessman in uh, Charlotte. These guys are two great players. See uh, Cody, do you have, the Julius Peppers audio or video with David Tepper. Um, David Tepper, I guess, again, and this is Cody's point right here, is Nicole is going to win the show here again. Oh, like, just put her. Like, let's just somebody go ahead in a set. We need uh, just Nicole Tepper as the owner. We need to it's put so- some respect on her name, man. The, the, we the, are. Chief, the chief executive officer of Tepper Sports and Entertainment. She's done a great job. She's brought heart and soul to this uh, Panthers ownership, and it's been fantastic, man. But let's uh, let's watch David Tepper and Nicole Tepper uh, welcome Julius Peppers into the Hall, Hall of Honor. How thin are you right now? I don't know. I haven't jumped on the scale in a while. You haven't even played b-ball or something like that? You're trying for a second career? <laughs> <laughs> Just a running second. behind the kids, I don't know man. nothing about this dude. Did he say B-ball? Let me ask you a question. So when you, on, you got here, you were... Uh, He's a white... What year, what year were you drafted? So fake. Come I was drafted on, in the 20, uh, 2002 draft, number two overall. Number two. What was that like when you were drafted, when you first came in here? The team was coming off of 1-15 season, right? So right, right. I'm a defender, not a quarterback. So the expectations were, weren't as high. I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable with Coach Fox was my coach. Jack Del Rio was the defensive coordinator. So I, I felt good. I felt good. At, you know, I, I was I was always pretty confident anyway, so that wasn't a problem. No. So, uh, you know, wanted to talk to you about draft preparation, a guy coming in here theoretically. But the real reason I want to talk to you, actually, is because uh, I want to tell you, you're going to be in the Hall of Honor. Okay. <laughs> on the building. <laughs> Oh, okay. Up, up, oh, yeah. You know, so you say, so yeah, you know, your name's going to be up there as, as long and beyond when this building stands. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you know, I love you from a lot of different reasons, you know. For Actually, here's a person jumping up and down. Hi, congratulations. Hello. Hi. Thank you. She's so excited. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank you guys for, uh, you know, for giving me this honor. I can't say that I expected it. Right now, I am a little bit surprised. You sure as heck deserve it. I'm looking here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Pro Bowls. You, you know, you made a hard game seem simple sometimes because you played it such a oh, high Oh, it's level. a great way of putting it. And I think people love you, and, you know, we love you, and, you know, we're really happy. It's to my favorite you. athlete of all time, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm I think it's, it. Thank it's, you, guys. It's, I love you guys, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't wait to go tell everybody and uh, get prepared. It's so hard. Right, go ahead and tell people. Listen, we're looking forward to see people when they come down here. And uh, congratulations again. Good Thank job, you. Man. 
It is. Isn't it wild, guys, when people's personalities are different than their perception? Yeah. Is I'm a really high strung person, you know, talk a lot, take, you know, just and uh, you just assume everybody's like you in the world a lot. You know, is like is that Pep is like the baddest motherfucker on the gridiron. And he's like a gentle giant of like real mild mannered. He's like, uh, man, I'm awesome at every. He was like, I didn't even, I didn't, I want that nervous. I knew like he just used to dominating. He didn't, uh, he just even, and I wonder if it rubs, do you think it rubs people the wrong way with sometimes when they, when people handle things differently than you would? And what I mean by that is it's not like he was floored here. Right. Like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. This is the greatest thing. He was like, hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks. He's like, I wasn't expecting this yet. Like, he knew it was going to be something. But he's like. But isn't that very Julius Peppers? Yeah. He's never really. He's he's always been an even keel kind of a guy. Even the clips of, like, any trash talking. He's never the one, like, doing a lot of it, you know? Well, it's, uh, it's right. not even that. It's not even that, Cody. It's look, man. I followed this guy since he was a freshman in high school. Look, I'm telling you, this guy was a starting uh, power forward or f- for Carolina when they were a Final Four national championship contender. He played for Carolina, and got drafted number two. This guy has always been on top of the game. I imagine he always expects to win great things because he is a great guy. Yeah, you know. So, so but he's not while, while a looks big... humbled. Ego part, you know, it's not. I, a, I agree. I agree. It uh, looked humble. It didn't look, it didn't personality. Look it didn't look overwhelmed that he he heard that he was getting inducted in the Hall of Fame or the uh, Hall of Honor, but it did look humbled. Yeah, you know, basically, yeah. The guy that I he mean, was. he's because such this, an this, awesome. This, he's so awesome. He I can only imagine what this guy's college life was like, being like a number oh. one guy on a national contender championship basketball team. And being like the top football player in the NFL star. or in the, in the NCAA, yeah, like, I there was imagine such, his life in college must have been phenomenal. There were so, such big players on those basketball teams, though. It's like he wasn't even the one people were talking about. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, well, they knew he was going football. That's why. But the like, fact that he, he was 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 able to do that, player, you know, yeah. and play both at a higher level. So I have a question for you guys, and you know, especially Tony. Like Tony, I know you know you and I are similar in that we we both had a player yeah. that kind of brought us to the Carolina Panthers. Mine was Cam Newton, and yours was Julius Peppers. What do you remember about Peppers in his early, early career? Okay, I'm talking uh, year one and year two. Like, What made him just well, he was jump off the screen? Yeah, defensive rookie of the year, um, his, his rookie year, 12 sacks, 12 games was suspended for the first four games for performance enhancing drugs. But it was like an over the counter thing. You know what I'm saying? Like a GNC right. stuff or whatever, but it comes out. And what, what it is, is this is there's two things. There's a couple of things I remember about Pep. The, my favorite play. All right. There's two games. There's a favorite game I have by the Panthers defense and peppers was involved in it. And a favorite play peppers, um, I think it was in Denver. It was no, I know it was in Denver. They were on the road. They were at Mile High Stadium, and they were like on the five yard line, uh, on R five. The team's about to score a touchdown. Peppers gets into the backfield, disrupts stuff, tips the ball, the pass, tips the pass, catches it, 
So he tips, he like causes the whole play himself, right? It's like a single thing. And then he runs. It was like 95, 90 yards. He runs to the house. I mean, he is, and he is flying for a big man. And somebody who has to run four, three or something comes and finally catches up with him all the way down at like the 10 or something like this. But it was like a 90 yard return from like the end zone. And I just remember Pep <laughs> after this play being on, they showed him on the sidelines and he is hitting the oxygen mask, bro. And cause they're in Denver, they're a high altitude. And it looked like he was like, if you could see the oxygen tank, like he was going to like, he was pulling in the whole thing. <laughs> like it was going to suck down into a squid. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like this was the greatest, and I was so mad he didn't score on it. But it was one of the best plays of all time, man. And it, and it just incredible athleticism. So that's one thing I think that sticks out about Pep too is somehow he got a bunch of fucking interceptions all the time. Yeah, but the Panthers posted a highlight video, which I'm sure will get slapped if it played. But uh, like most of them are him taking interceptions to the house. Like yeah. the dude had multiple plays where he just just deboed an offensive lineman in front of him and just intercepts the ball with the hands of a wide receiver. And just nobody was taking him down. He was a unit. Like I look at what miles Garrett is to the NFL right now. And I think that Julius peppers was the first initial iteration of just a giant man, a physical freak athlete. Yeah. That, that, that just, a one-on-one nightmare. Well, Julius Peppers was so athletic, he could play. He was 290 pounds, dude, or 280. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. a big motherfucker. A and he could play in a – and he played in a 3-4 and was very successful. Like, he was an insane athlete for his size. So that's one thing. Now, to go back, you know, Miles Garrett might need to take some lessons from Julius Peppers. And here's what I've heard a couple of people. Now, I don't watch – the Browns closely enough, but you guys can keep an eye on this next year and tell me if this person was right. I've heard that miles Garrett goes balls to the walls too early in the game. And like, he's just like 100 motor the whole first half. And then in the fourth quarter, he's tired. So people used to talk shit to peppers. People used to not, it's always the wildest thing when you talk junk about your best player. I, it's like it's just part of we reality. do it now it's what panther know, fans do with brian burns oh that's what we did with cam newton and stuff but yeah well one thing is this is julius peppers made it look easy if no. you go back and watch randy moss highlights he looks like he's barely running i mean he looks like he's barely and he is running four three right. four two, you know and it's like because they're not like 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 looking like they're trying hard Peppers was accused of taking plays off. Yeah. That's we were what talking about I, this on Embrace Debate last Monday and how that kind of affected his image at the time. You know, But here is, that's what people I think who don't, and I look, I didn't play football and I don't claim to be a football expert, but I've watched it long enough to learn a couple of things. And maybe it's just me defending my guys. Um, They say this is like, if you're not supposed to bull rush every play, like that's just not the way it works, right? If you do, you gas yourself out, right? You are you become predictable as well. Exactly. 
And what these these offensive linemen in the NFL level are such mental savants. They're so smart about technique in the game. And they're not the most athletic dudes, but they know how to do things right to negate some of that. I've heard that a lot of defensive ends who are like top tier elite are playing chess, really. Like they're thinking two, three plays. Yeah. Like, how do I get this guy thinking I'm doing this? How do I get him? And so when it looks like us, you're like, oh, Peppers is not running after an off-the-ball tackle that he's not going to make. You know, it's kind of like maybe when we look at, like, uh, Tom Brady and they don't when when they throw an interception, they ain't trying to tackle people. So I think sometimes we just see a couple of things. And I think the other thing, too, is is that Peppers was so awesome, you just expected him to have, like, a 20-sack season one day. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like, where's the 20 sacks? Just 12? Just 15? Oh. Yeah. Well, and uh, again, another question I have for, for everyone. You too, CK. I mean, everybody that has memories of this, you know. And I do too, to a degree, you know. But it's like when Julius Peppers left that first time, you know. And the, the, the big kind of stink around it was that he chose to leave. Yeah, they the offered Panthers, him supposedly yeah, Panthers, a bigger contract. They, yeah, they were going to make him the highest paid defensive end, I believe, in the NFL. And he really wanted to be a 3-4 outside linebacker. So that's what Well, I think he went and played in a 4-3. I think a Chicago was a 4-3, though, he went to. I don't think he was in the 3-4 system until he went to Green Bay oh, in Chicago. I'm not it. entirely sure about that. We'll get, we'll get taken down for that, Greg. Oh, for showing a play? Yeah. Yeah, even if you show the play, like, it'll black out the entire screen. <sighs> Fuck you, too. It'll do it on Rumble. Um, saying. <laughs> the, the thing this is Peppers knew. For, I think Peppers wanted to change the scenery. One is well, he's like. Been in Carolina for everything up to that yeah. point. His entire yeah. life. Yeah, college, high school. Right, Gross, everything, yeah, and also Carolina was going into stinker mode. You know, like we were really in a, we drafted him. They were in stinker mode when we drafted him. Right, but this was 08, I he believe. He felt like he was fleeing a, a, a he was fleeing a sinking ship. Yeah, yeah, and he went and joined one of the best defenses in the league. He's playing with Brian Urlacher. You know, yeah. I mean, he was playing with oh, who was it? They had a bunch of guys on that defense. There. I think the Peanut Tillman was on that team. Yeah, he was. Uh, White Chocolate says they called him Judas Peppers. Yeah. And, you know, um, and that was is I think he just didn't get riled up by the fans enough. We needed somebody to target in that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I never had any problems with it um, with him. But it's just like one of those guys that can't do anything wrong. Going back to one other memory with Julius Peppers. And mm-hmm. I don't know how active he was in this exact game. I we'll have to go pull it up. It's probably like week, man, it was early in the 2003 season, maybe like week six um, on our Super Bowl run. We ended up beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without scoring a touchdown. We we beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. And what happened is this is the Bucks took the lead. They scored a last a late minute field goal. I mean a late minute touchdown against us. And we blocked the extra point. This was among 
I think we blocked three field goals in that game. Like, I mean, it was like the defense literally stopped them from anything. We drove down and kicked a field goal to win the game, like uh, 13 to 12 or some shit or uh, 14. What we didn't was all we only had. uh, Yeah, it would have been 12, 11. Yeah, I think we beat them Four. we had four field goals in that game. But we won that with John Casey and Chris Jenkins, Julius Peppers. And that defensive front that took us all the way. That offense was not clicking early in 2003. It wasn't till late in the season that they really started to get their mojo going. That defense was the heart and soul of that team early on. And uh, when it comes to that, oh, this is the last thing I want to say about this, is when they said there were two names, did you think these were the two names that um, they were going to announce? I thought it was going to be John Casey. Nah, I didn't think John... John Casey has too much of a uh, negative snake stigma around. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind that that uh, that touch or that um, out of bounds kickoff that mm-hmm. caused the New England Patriots to be able to start on the forty yard line instead of the twenty yard line was a big big deal. I mean, it and, was, it was, and that wasn't, and that was the that, that was in the year that Brady wasn't like killing it, like he wasn't the Brady that we saw him be later on after he got Randy Moss. Se- third season or something right. like that. He was That's still crazy. like he was still living off of the high of like how good their defense was. Right. Um I'm not saying he wasn't good, but like the idea that that if they had to go 80 yards or I'm sorry, they had to go uh 40 60, 50 yards yeah. instead of just 20 yards, then that yeah. was a big deal. Um, we were gassed at that point. Yeah. Hey, yeah. and real quick, before we get too far away from it, uh, Rock Rhymes talking about in the chat, Pep ran 101 yards. Tony, that play you were talking about earlier that I tried to show, it was a 101-yard interception return, and he fumbled at the one going into the end zone. He didn't that score way, a, no, that he was didn't against score Tampa. He didn't score. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. The play I was looking at was against Denver. Oh, it was he, Denver where they wearing orange? He picked the ball off at the one yard, okay. inside yeah. the end zone, ran yeah. it back all the way to the other side. And, and he got chased down, right? Yeah, he got chased he down, chased... fumbled the one yard line. So it was technically a hundred one yard return with no touchdown. That's insane. I think it was dude. the longest play ever in history without a touchdown, without a score. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Gosh, man, just the fucking elite ass players. Um, I'm trying to think. Is uh, by the way, uh, David Newton agrees with you. He says uh, Panthers are adding Julius Peppers and Musin Muhammad to their Hall of Honor. Great for them to be recognized and deserving, but feeling John Casey's being forgotten should already be in. And I think, like, a weird take though. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess. Greatest, I mean, I understand the point the that he's point saying, scorer. right? That he's the leading point scorer. That's not an impressive Carolina feat when you realize just, history. He's just the, all kickers are he's right. When you have yeah, that yeah, type okay. of a history with a team like he did. It's it's not impo- like that's not a super impressive. Like I'm not I'm not down on the guy. I'm just saying like when you think about negative impacts on a franchise, there's not many people who have a bigger negative impact than uh, than that Super Bowl kickoff. And and that sucks that one play might define his entire uh you know potential. I'm not saying he's not going to be in it at some point, but he was like he was a good kicker. Don't get me wrong, but he was. I mean, how often? And, and you might be able to answer this. I don't recall them ever really considering him the best in the NFL. Right, right. Look, I will. I will take John Casey, even with that play, and I'll say it right now: the best kicker ever for Carolina. Yeah, ever. Oh, totally. he's the best kicker totally. we've ever had. Okay. However, 
I would if you told me I had a choice in taking Musin Muhammad, Julius Peppers, or John Casey, and I can have two, Casey's gonna have to go away. That's all there is okay. to it. I'm sorry. I think that's I, a I, fair, I can replace I think that's a, a lot fair take than I can too. a guy like Moose or, or and by the way, the first two comments under David Newton's post, C three Cole, shout out C three. Uh, he said, uh, he should be in David, but I'm still super pissy about a certain play that cost Carolina the Super Bowl. I'm All not right. mad he's out. The next comment says the same thing. You know, Tony, it's yeah, like no, he you, took such a, but he, he got sh- like, he became the face of that loss. But how you feel about Graham Gano. Because you have some feelings oh, about God. Graham Gano. But he you was never to, great think, for us. Or you have to understand that that's how a lot of people feel about John Casey. It's oh, like totally. in, the, in, the, in the biggest moment, yeah, he might be the best Panther or the you know the uh, the most leading Panther scorer ever. But for a lot of people, that's the first memory that pops up of him, and that's hard to overcome. Right. And people get, people are mistaken. You got to think about this. Like when you say that you can look on almost any team in NFL history, every team you look at for every year, I don't care who you are. I guarantee you their kickers are some of the highest scores they've ever had because the only time you ever are on the field is to score as a kicker. I can't. Like, yeah, I mean, I was to score. Those, there's no other I, reason. Yeah. I was one of those people that blamed him too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like, definitely blame I, him. He is the reason I we was, lost the Super Bowl. I wouldn't yeah. go, but if that's because we were in our fields, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's because he lost it. For no, us, we went for two twice in the first so, half and didn't get it. So we, oh my god, there were some other things. Kicker in the egg. Oh, I know, I know. But Tony, remember this yeah. past season Laces in Atlanta out. when right, our yeah. kicker didn't make the field goal? Uh, when DJ Moore took off his helmet. Like it's another one of those things. Like, yeah, it's he worse. did lose kicking it out of did. bounds, out it's of like, bounds as a place kick. So it's let me ask you, Tony, if, you can if, do. if they have to go eighty yards as opposed to thirty yards, do you think they win that Super Bowl? Just because we know now, after we the go fact, to, we they go only to overtime. They we only go to overtime at that. So. Where we're going to go to overtime? Um, I don't think it was a lock. We would win it. It wasn't even. In fact, you know. It wasn't a lock, no. But yeah. what are, what are the you can't odds? kick it out of like, bounds, bro. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. fucking deflating, particularly when we had launched such a comeback. The defense was playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, is go and look up Dan Morgan and Will Witherspoon's right. uh, tackles in that game. They both had double digit. They had both had like twenty plus tackles. Like, how mm-hmm. is that even possible? Two guys with 20 tackles. Hell yeah. I mean, these motherfuckers were all over the place. Anyway. It's probably uh, one of the best performances by a losing team ever in the Super Bowl. It goes down as one of the best Super Bowls. Because, like, the Super Bowls have been stinkers for for the years before that. Like, if you go back and you look at, like, some of the scores and the totals. Well, before that, it was was, uh, St. Louis and New England. And that was was the the, the, uh, St. Louis with Marshall Falk and and all them. They were, like, unstoppable on offense, and New England beat them. That was the whole big thing, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just, like, it was one of those games that had everything. It had good defense. mm -hmm. It had scoring. It looked like it was going to be slow in the beginning. And was that the nipple? That was the boob show, yep. Oh, Oh, <laughs> that was gosh. the Jan Jackson. That was yeah, Jim Lake Boucher. And yep. then, yeah. the, like, it was such a s- tough first half for us. 
And I remember in the second half, like just hitting these big ass plays, a couple to Steve Smith, a couple to Maham. And like I was hugging people, you know, mm-hmm. like it was just like, oh, we're fucking coming back. It's like the and then the out of bounds kick. It was fucking deflating. Yeah. Cody, let's go ahead and jump into a couple of cat calls. Maybe some people have to say I'm going to play JJ's first call. Um, let me see. I'm going to see it first if anybody. Let's see. Actually, I'm going to play this call first. Sorry. Right. I know JJ paid. Let's do one call about uh, Masim Muhammad. Well, hold on. Let me, you know, we got, we got to be so official. You yeah. know, we're going to hit the cat calls. See, maybe call in at 252-228-5098. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like and a three and a four and a four. What's up, P3? It's JJ calling back. JJ? Um, you know, I wanted to oh, call in today. Uh, this is his first I mean, one. like, I saw, I saw a video of Anthony Richardson playing basketball, so... Uh, I wanted to ask Cody, you know, is he the next biggest bust and everything, you know? Um, you know, Bryce Young just completely the superior product than Anthony Richardson at this point. I'm sure uh, Cody would agree. Um, Jackson Smith of Jigba, you know, he posted a picture when he was at a party this past weekend. You know, I'm sure he thinks Jonathan Mingo is the better product than Jackson Smith and Jigba too because, you know, Mingo's uh, working with his quarterback, and then Jigba had a night out uh, having fun, you know. So uh, I wanted to get that across. But I also wanted to say, you know, there's a lot of people who think Bryce Young might have uh, a bit more hiccups his rookie year. And I don't think his hiccups are going to be, like, his I hiccups. I think his hiccups are going to be from a, from the cast around him, honestly. Oh, I we're going to blame on somebody else. Oh, well, like, I got you. I got this you. This Panthers okay. team is letting Bryce Young down a little bit. I think Bryce Young's going to be just fine. All right? Oh, I think God. he – I think passing for 4,000 yards is honestly pretty realistic. I know people say there's only like yards? four who have done it on time. 4,000. We're going to be – we're not going to be like a run for I agree with him. own kind of team. We're probably going to be – He's a Miles Sanders and Blackshear, like a Naheem Hines, third down back. Put your hand down. For check downs, we're probably going to use two backs a lot in the shotgun role. We're always, we're never going to be running play action and stuff like that because of Bryce's height. It's going to be a little more challenging to set the tone. Mm, I disagree um, with that. We're though. always going to be in like a pass first kind of dynamic, almost like the Cardinals are Where's my at times. And I disagree with we that don't too. Expect our defense to be on hot shit to start the season, then I, I, I completely can see Bryce Young always throwing the ball and like passing for high numbers and really like no. having like twenty five passing touchdowns and like no. four thousand flat yards, forty one hundred yards, and like twelve interceptions, thirteen interceptions. So the interceptions are gonna be there. Yes. But I, I think Bryce Young's going to be more than a competent quarterback his first year. I think that we're just going to see a lot of signs of the Panthers letting him down, unfortunately. But let me know if whether y'all think that's more so the case or whether y'all think it's, there's going to be more rookie mistakes than 
the Panthers lack a supporting cast around him at times. Uh, and if it's really logical for Bryce Young to throw for 4K this year, keep pounding. Keep um, pounding. Greg, I know you're about to jump out of your flesh. I'm going to die. I, yes, I have good. to rebut as soon as you're done. Yep. So no, go you, ahead. You can go ahead first. You can go ahead first if you want to. No, I agree. Oh, he's going to rebut you. I, okay, he's going to rebut me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to rebut look, you. Yeah, go ahead. You guys, we have nothing to base this off of. And I love, I love, I love, I love the fact that that Bryce Young fans are now, now this is about the right time to call in and say, well, look, if he doesn't do good, I think it's because of the supporting cast. Like you're putting that caveat in there. Like seriously. So let me, let me get this straight. Okay. If Bryce Young throws for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions this year, it's because Bryce Young is the best thing ever made. No supporting cast. But if Bryce Young throws for 2,500 yards, 12 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Oh, he had a bad supporting cast. That's his fault. That's that's what we're setting. That's the precedence we're setting right here. Get the F out of here. I'm sorry. I will not judge Bryce Young until I see him in the pro. I don't think that's what he's doing, though. He specifically said that if he doesn't do well this year, it's because he doesn't have a good supporting cast. That's what he said. That's exactly what he said. He said the precedence for Bryce Young being being. Not that great. But I kind of think is. what he was intending to say is that if there are hiccups, a lot of them could be the fault of a receiving of Bryce Young, right? that isn't necessarily of, of, of not Bryce Young. Uh, yeah. that doesn't have a lot of experience. <laughs> well, this is where I agree with both of you. I've been telling JJ and Anthony for months now that our receiving core is way better than so many Panther fans are giving us credit for. We have high-end talent on our offensive, you know, in our offensive weapon room that a lot of teams I really think don't have quite the high-end physical talent that we have. When it comes to Bryce, again, I go back to this fact that if you're going to draft a 5'10", 200-pound quarterback, number one overall, you're drafting him because of his mental fortitude and him being able to come in and hit the ground running. So right. I don't think that it's, it would be a surprise if he did that. I also want to say this. JJ said that he doesn't think that we're going to run a lot of play action. Well, our coaches have said that we're going to run play action. And I think everyone's going to be surprised how often Bryce Young is under center. They did Which this is a wild lot because Drew you said a long time ago that you didn't expect him to be under center a lot. Yeah, well, based on what our coaches have said, I agree, and and the fact that they say that with Thomas Brown here, we're going to be doing a lot of the things that the Los Angeles Rams have done in recent years, and it's a very intricate playbook that Bryce is apparently damn near one hundred percent on already before the season even starts. I think what we have to do, guys. I think what we have to do is just balance our expectations. I agree. Right. And I, I think what we can say is this, as I love how Cody is the, the optimism that he has, and he can see the high end of this, right? Like the high end opportunity of like, Oh, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Like you could see that world while it might be overly optimistic. I mean, I think it's reasonable to say he could be successful. Right. Uh, and more successful than we maybe expected a rookie quarterback to be. Yes. On the other hand, 
we do need to remember that he is a rookie. And while he's the number one draft pick and he is cerebral and he's all of these different things, like we, we got a new coaching staff, we got a new team and we don't want to be, what if he comes out there and throws 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns and, you know, 13 interceptions and we'd be like, Oh, what a bust of a fucking season. Because, you know, we don't want to, so uh, there's gotta be is this. And I think also where Greg brings a lot to this is like, I mean, we want to, you know, we want a quarterback so bad, Greg. Yes. Where so we're bad. ready to crown this motherfucker already. It's he just like, be. we're already, it's like, yes. he's it. He's <laughs> he it. Can, he can't look Bryce. Young so can thirsty. be that guy. All, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is Cody, Anthony and G baby, you they three, will. especially. You three, I'm calling you three pass. out especially, yeah. okay? If Bryce Young does not have a rookie of the year type season, I'm coming for y'all. I, I'm coming Why? after y'all. Because that, all that's three a, of y'all, no, 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 hold, let me finish. All for. three of y'all, the entire offseason through this fantasy draft or doing anything else, have pumped up Bryce Young to be the guy. And yeah. I do not want to hear one excuse, one excuse about his supporting cast. If poor Greg gonna have to being, pit the, if he, poor Greg gonna have to quit the in, podcast if he does turn yeah, exactly. out to be this. But hey, Greg, this is the other way around too. No, he needs to be a candidate. He needs to be a candidate for offensive rookie of the year as a quarterback that we traded for, based on what we gave him and based on what you guys are telling me he is. I'm not saying he can't I, do I'm it. Down. All I'm saying is I haven't seen it. Let me Anthony's see right. You got to put you Cody remember, in that class, too. I got to put Cody in that class, too. Cody, Anthony, and, and, and hey, G-Baby. Dude, you Those remember, three. if it's the other way around, you I, remember your boy. I have no, I have no problem eating crow, buddy. Don't worry. I know, they I know don't remind him. I have no problem eating crow. <laughs> I know how to smoke it. I do it all the time. I'm wrong all the time. All I'm saying is I have not seen it yet. I'm not saying he cannot do it. I'm saying I've not seen it yet. You guys are putting a shit ton of faith. Let's go back last year at this time. To Baker Mayfield being on this team and see what we had to say about that. Oh, let's go back before that to Will Greer. It's very simple. All those players, I'm just telling you. You're right. You're saying that now. Okay. Let's let's see what he does. Let's see Uh, what he does. Greg, Greg, you want to know exactly what we were saying about Baker? Just go read a Buccaneers blog right now. Like right. the same exact Savior. thing. It's like, oh man, uh, had some success. Like all of this. Look where you can put the look ball. over denial. here. Denial. Denial like uh, Panthers. Oh, yes. We got some things Which to talk about. Which is why I'm worried about you, Cody. I don't want you to be in denial uh, right now. I don't want you to be in denial. Let's hit JJ's right second half of his call and get through some calls because I want to hear what fans have to say about Masim Muhammad and Julius Peppers. Don't make this show just about us. Tell us your memories of Julius Peppers, Masim Muhammad, and was John Casey. The reason for the Super Bowl loss, the number's 252-228-5098. Hey, Cody, this is about the Hornets, the NBA, and Brandon Miller. I saw Greg was interested a little bit last week. Kind of wanted to talk about it. Please don't kill me. All right. So here's why I don't think picking Scoot Henderson was all the best idea for the Hornets. Usually when you pick the more complete upfront player, It's because they're the better player. You want them to be the franchise player down the road because you believe you can win a championship with. Uh, In situations like picking Luka, trading up for Luka instead of picking Trey Young because you believe you can win a championship with him versus the other guy. 
Um, I believe the problem with Scoot Henderson is he doesn't play good defense. He's a liability because of his height. He's 6'2". Um, you know, there's there's only been two players ever under 6'3 to be the best player on the championship team. That's Steph Curry. That's Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. So unless you think he's going to be a top five point guard of all time, I don't really see the point because the Hornets aren't in a position to just like fully win now. We're trying to create a better team, better culture, kind of like the Kings did when they traded the better player, Tyrese Halliburton, but they wanted the better fit to be, to be a more complete team to get back to relevancy, you know, just winning better, winning more regular season games to make your team relevant was what was more important. Brandon Miller is a complete player. He brings perimeter defense. He brings a level of rim protection. He's 6'9", long-ass arms. He can shoot the ball from downtown. I'm talking this guy got the whole bag offensively, all right? I do worry about his, his, his ability to go through contact, you know, he lost 13 pounds to a six during the pre during the whole pre-draft workouts and all that. JJ, stuff. if you he didn't was, donate ten dollars, um, man, this ain't the hardest podcast. Good like God. That. <laughs> I can comment on this. Came in a yeah. little out of shape. Yeah, JJ, I, I'm dying. Bro. But people who are hating on Brandon Miller, they just don't understand right, the Hornets. I'm done with the Brandon Miller stuff. Well, Here, let me comment on real quick. And I know more. Anthony Look, in that conversation saying the Hornets are poverty, man. Yeah, you know they what? Suck. That's Since, why this is a Panthers right here. <laughs> First of all, the Hornets are poverty. Okay, they they are a poverty franchise. My I man love said, the "Win now in the Hornets in the same sentence." Like, look, they're, no, they're giving away tickets to one case outside the, the stadium. They're, they're giving away tickets outside the stadium to try to fill the stadium. Okay, look, that was a bad comparison with the Luca and uh, I can't uh, Trey Young, because guess what? Neither one of them have ever been to a finals. <laughs> so it doesn't really uh, matter. Neither Luka's one of them have ever been to a final, so it doesn't right. matter. And Luca was kind of close last year, but beyond that, nothing. Let's go. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's jump to a call. Let's see what somebody. I'm going to pick a nine o'clock call real quick. See if somebody's actually talking about Moose and Pep. Hey, guys. It's the growl that makes somehow, aka. Uh, he said he didn't want us to play this call. And, and uh, oh. He said his dad uh, phone I bombed him. Julius Peppers and Masih Muhammad. Now, Masih Muhammad, Ooh, I really don't remember yeah. him playing much at all because... Joey's dad? Yeah, he said his dad uh, interrupted both of his calls. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> Did we play it? Or is that... He said don't play it. All right, we'll go back. I guess not. Yeah. We'll be nice. But we're going to listen. I'm going to listen to it after the show. <laughs> what up, guys? Uh, this is D's, and I'm trying D's. to get in my cat's call. Just one day removed from the Panthers announcing their inductees to this year's Hall of Honor. Congratulations go out to Pep and Moose both. That Moose getting inducted, that started, that made me think about the article that the professor put out about Ted Ginn and how Ted Ginn was such a valuable wide receiver to this franchise, whether we realize it or not. And then I got to thinking about all of Moose's accomplishments and how important he is to this franchise as a wide receiver. But then it led me to think about Steve Smith and all the important things that he's done this offseason. And that brings me to my question. Do you think that anyone has been more influential in this offseason than Steve Smith? 
And if that's true and you feel the same way I do, do you think that Steve's influence also helped Moose get inducted? Just a question. That's a great point. And I really don't think anyone else has been more influential. I just want to hear your guys' opinion on the subject. Keep pounding, C3. Keep pounding, D's. You know, when you listen to uh, on Steve Smith's podcast, he interviewed Muslim Muhammad and dude, he, 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 you know, they were both tearing up a couple times. He, he said how much he looked up to Muslim Muhammad and how Moose made him want to be the best possible player that he could be. And if you look at, you know, and I think what Deez is talking about, right? Uh, Steve Smith gave Bryce Young the seal of approval at his uh, pro day. He's been, you know, he's the one that said, Hey, I think the second day, uh, round two picks to be Jonathan Mingo. A lot of the things that Steve Smith has been a part of recently is kind of like they've been signed, sealed, and approved by Agent 89. And it wouldn't surprise me if Steve did have, that, uh, have a hand to play with this. But also, on the other hand, it's not its not like he would need any more. It's not like David Tepper would need any more convincing, right? Mursin Mohammed his play was able to speak for itself. It's it's easy right. to put that guy in. But I do see what Deez is talking about, man. Steve now probably has more sway with the Panthers organization than he ever has. Yeah, I I, I get what he's saying, but I'm not going to take anything away from Musa and Muhammad in this moment, especially. I don't think that Steve Smith – I think if Steve Smith never played for Carolina, then this happens earlier for Musa and Muhammad, to be honest with you. I don't think Steve Smith had anything to do with it. Mm. I think Musa and Muhammad is by far yeah, the second-best wide receiver us, we've ever had on the team. And I think <laughs> yeah. that, I think that may, maybe Steve Smith said something, but I think that regardless of Steve Smith at all, I think Musin Muhammad deserves this and would have gotten this right now because he deserved it. Like, what about what if we think of it a little more softly? In this, is that um, Steve Smith? Certainly, I I don't think like him being in there like is like is like a direct mention, right? Uh, Or something like this is like I think his Steve Smith's influence on the team is less about like direct influence and just sort of presence. Like it's just kind of a a spiritual. <laughs> he's the, you know I don't think he's like in the draft room being like this and that. You know what I mean? It's like he's rubbing elbows every now. He talks to these guys, but what he said is that again, if you go back and the, for people that don't know about the article I wrote uh, for Car- Carolina Cat Chronicles dot com, it was is Steve Smith the fourth best receiver in Panther history, and there's nobody in the world that was harder on Ted Ginn Jr. than me. I've Stone hands, Ted Ginn. I didn't even like the dude, to be honest. <laughs> but he was so, like, he did a couple important things for us. He solidified our punt return game. I mean, like, you know, special teams presence uh, was great. And he actually turned out to be pretty damn productive in Carolina. The point of the article was, is that it's Steve Smith, Moose, DJ Moore, and everybody else. That's what, if you look back at the production of Carolina Panthers, receivers in the black and blue those are the most productive player receivers the top three smith muhammad dj moore and then it's a cliff you know i mean like is like you might you might say ricky pro his great years weren't in carolina he didn't do shit in carolina i mean really i mean it was like it was a it was a nice it was a nice addition no like he was important but it was like he had 400 yards he was putting up thousand yard. He was a great receiver for many years on other teams. 
the point being is this, is I think that Smitty's presence keeps that moose conversation alive more. Right. Because honestly, like Dan Morgan is a guy like, I mean, there's a couple of players you go down, Mike Rucker, something like this, that are really good, good players in Panther history, but it's oh, Mike Mentor. And I just think that the idea of us talking about Steve Smith, talking about that time together, it helps keep Muhammad's name closer to the heart, to the to the discussion. Hey, and can I tell you too, and this is sad, this is really, really sad. You talk about how it drops off. It's Steve Smith, Musu Muhammad, DJ Moore, and that drops off. It's like Kelvin next, Benjamin. The next best receiver we have is Kelvin Benjamin. Two years, two thousand yards. 16 touchdowns. It's the saddest story. Like it's our sad. It's very is- sad. Yeah, uh, two years, 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns. If I never heard that name again for the rest of my life, it would I be agree, too but he's fucking best I want to know what he's doing. Eating cheeseburgers? Working at a Popeye's or something. We have the internet. Why can't somebody get us a picture of Kelvin Benjamin? Where is a TMZ picture There's of not a lens big enough. That's why. Sorry. All right, let's go to another call. See, I love when I see somebody's name at Greg. They're coming for you. Oh, they always are. <laughs> hey, guys, Kyle from VA. Um, Greg, we got oh, we beef. Go. Now we got beef. Let's do it. I know you won't at the sitting at the computer last week when my call first got played, but you said I was G baby. And I take offense to that. Oh, <laughs> I thought he man. might have been G baby. <laughs> uh, I knew G baby was calling for me. Yeah, my bad. Uh, you said that um, you wouldn't care if the tables were turned and Bryce was at the party and CJ Stroud was hanging out with his teammates working on his craft. I and I 110% do not believe that. If I was Bryce at that all-white party, you would have been putting a nail in the coffin. I agree. Yes, you would, you Greg. Know. I agree. At this point in the season, I wouldn't have given a shit. You, nope. would, care. I don't care. you would be all over care. Bryce. Man, I agree. Hey, hold on. Can, can um, you can oh, well, wait till the calls? And y'all talking about who's like surprise uh, breakout player for us this year? I know everybody's talking about TMJ and Mingo and DJ Chart, and I love all of them. I think all of them can have great years, but I really think people are overlooking uh, Lavisca Chenault. I think Lavisca can have a fucking explosive year, dude. I think this dude is poised to have just a fucking breakout year. He's going to be playing multiple positions. Um, and, and and last year, dude, every time he touched the ball, he's one of those players, like, when he touches the ball, no matter where you're at on the field, it can go for a touchdown or it can go for two yards. It, but whenever he touches the ball, he can he can make shit happen and take it 85 yards to the house. It, like, that's just the type of player he is. He's a playmaker with the ball. Some people have that ability. I believe he has that ability. He's exciting to watch when he has the ball. And I really think that he is poised to have a good year with all the weapons we have. Everyone's going to be focusing on TMJ and Miles Sanders and and Hurst and Mingo and all them boys. And LaVisca, I think, is going to sneak. I mean, he's going to sneak right under the radar. And he's. I really think LaVisca can have a huge, huge year. And I hope so. I love him. He seems like a great guy. He's, he, he plays hard and... I would love nothing more than that. Anyways, guys, keep pounding. Yeah, Great call. Pounding. Thanks, I'll let Kyle. Greg respond first because I think yeah. he's uh, got to defend himself up. here. Greg, before yeah. you respond, 
I found an updated picture of Kelvin Benjamin. Here he is. He's not looking great. Not dark skin. He's not looking great. It looks like he's really hit the. I hate that because I do love know, Mark Henry. The Bojangles yeah. and uh, you know the, the 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 Shake Shack. He's been hitting it hard, but uh, that's not surprising. So uh, I'm sorry, but if uh, if Kelvin Benjamin was as big as Mark Henry, um, he would have been sorry. an incredible fullback. Hey, and I've met that guy. He, he's an amazing guy and a fantastic athlete, Mark Henry, by the way, just so you know. Um, oh, yeah. All right, so response to the, to the caller. Uh, sorry, I, I thought you were G-Baby because I thought for sure G-Baby was calling. I stepped away. They told me that somebody called about me. I thought for sure it was G-Baby. My bad about that. You know, um, With the Bryce Young thing, no, I, I would not feel any different if it was reversed. I, I wouldn't because I don't give a damn about this time of year. I really don't. I don't give a shit about this time of year. I don't give a shit about the underwear Olympics. I don't care about any of that stuff. That stuff is not change who you are as a football player. They are not playing football right now. They're running dilly dally practice right. plays with no defense. I do not give a shit what is going on right now. Now I do like the fact that Bryce young is looking into the, tra- into the book and, and learning. I like that. But if I had, Bryce Young for one night go to a party when he's what twenty one years old and he's invited to a party with a ton of celebrities. No, I would not give a shit. So no, it does not yeah. matter to me. You can think differently, but no, I, I would, would not care. I'm not way. getting back in this conversation. Way. What a waste of it's fucking dumb. air! That I agree. Is. You're the one that brought it up, Cody. No, yes. no, yeah. you're the one that and made right. it. And I'm right. And I'm right. Yeah, well, you're proving shit. You're not. If Trevor Lawrence went to that party, Cody, you wouldn't be saying shit about yes, it. Yes, I would. That's the same thing that no, you he said about you and Bryce. Yes, I would. If you're a rookie in the NFL, you haven't oh proven gosh, a damn gosh. thing. Why are no, you palling no. around with fucking celebrities? So you're where, telling me that a rookie no, in the we're NFL not has talking about every this second guys. of their day, every will, second of their day, devoted to what's going on. No, I they shouldn't, Greg. They don't. Cody no, no is being like, earned it. this is Cody's fucking Skip Bayless take. They haven't earned it. You're a no Skip one. Skip Bayless is right on now, a two-month hiatus, no and he invaded Cody's body on this take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, dude. I I, I would not want a, uh, a star player that hasn't proven anything. Or I shouldn't say star player. He hasn't proven himself to be there yet. They shouldn't you. be at a party telling around with celebrities. More importantly, where is Kelvin Benjamin? That's what I really, really want to know. I care. Uh, is this more important than your stupid was. conversation about the party? No, this... no one is less important than Kelvin fucking but, Benjamin. A couple dude. of things. No, I got some questions. I looked at the Instagram, and I don't know. Maybe it says I'm following, but it still has this person. I don't use Instagram a lot. It says he has no posts. I got a couple of questions. One of this is how old do you think this picture of Kelvin Benjamin is? Like if you were on a date dude, now, yeah, and you get that, him, like so you're like 48 and you give him your 22 year old shape right there, man. It's like uh, he was 24. He's 23 there. But you know, Kevin Benjamin pushing to 70 right now. Bro. No, I don't. But, yes, but you do. Yes, he is, man. But Football that's was like, the imagine the dating gap. Did. What do they call that? Where you put like you go on a date and you show up there and the picture doesn't match. Like catfish. it's like oh, catfishing. This, oh, so that's catfishing. Either <laughs> it's that's the least form of catfishing. I just showed y'all an up to date photo of Kevin Benjamin. I don't know why I don't. Uh, why I don't the other thing me, is, look at his profile. He doesn't post. He's got three hundred thousand followers for not doing anything. Look how arrogant his hands. Look at what it says. What, yeah. what does it say? Fuck, Fuck how, how you, you feel. feel I'm, free. I'm free. What do you think that means? Let's Dude, read between the lines. 
What is he free from the NFL? He made a few million in the NFL for two or three years, and he has to worry about anything for Cody, the next five I'm or ten. Fucking your shit up. So that's what that's what it means. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he's dude. free to eat. Wow. Man, he's like yeah. free from y'all's criticism, bitch. Well, you know what, Kelvin Benjamin, your criticism is never going away on this show. In fact, never. I'm starting never an effort it. right now. I want a candid photo of Kelvin Benjamin. Somebody out there has to know a way. To just see how is Kelvin Benjamin the only motherfucker on the planet that has no internet presence, folks? I want a picture in the last year, an update. We need Kelvin Benjamin updates on this show. Probably because We're fans are blaming him all the time. We're coming for you, though. We need this. I need this in my life. You're not off the hook yet, buddy. Next call, and then we'll go back into why are we even. I'm taking a lot of calls here. Well, hold on. Where where did it go? We heard this one. I think Side Show said free to eat whatever hey guys, you want. Don't play that yeah. last one. He just, uh, my dad just. Uh, he said, don't do that one. Yeah, either. he said, don't do that one either. Apparently. <laughs> 33 second call, and then we're going back. Hey guys, Kyle again. I don't know if this, if this call will get played or not, but there's a real quick one. Tony, <clears throat> can you put, can you release the Friday Free Frogs on the podcast? On, on oh. like Apple Podcasts? You want it? I need the I need the Friday free for alls, man. I do a lot of driving to work. Okay. Long drive. Okay. I need it. Give the people what they want, man. All yeah. right. No, that alone will make me do it. As the only reason I haven't done it to this point. It felt like it was a live type of uh type of content not well there's a lot of people shouting over each yeah. other all the time. it's like i could not imagine like running on the treadmill and listening to the fucking friday free for all <laughs> well, i mean like, no but i feel like I, somebody's trying to punch me in the back of the head or something all of all of my faithful the dudes that show up every every friday they've gotten better at you know knowing you know hey we're trying to let one person go at a time it still gets a little wild but no it, there are some great conversations that that need to be uh need to be listened to by, by people. It is I'm happy, like, they, uh, I'm happy you made that. What call. a great name! How about this? Is how about it became what you said it was going to be? Cody said a long time ago. He said I want to do this. I'm going to call it this, and it really just turned. They were like, you know what? We're running with this name, bro. This is <laughs> motherfucking mosh pit of Panther talk. Bro, um, it rolls off the tongue, baby. CP Friday free for all. You already know what it is. For the fans, by the fans. Be a part every Friday at 7 p.m. You can be on that Apple podcast, damn it. You're meeting some real personalities there, from Anthony to Pickle to G-Baby. Uh, I mean, the geez. callers. Dude. Yeah, man. The C3 Army is strong right now. Strong. Let's jump back into the show, Cody. The number is 252-228-1598. I want to hear your thoughts about Masin Muhammad. Julius Pepper, somebody call up. we got 82 people watching. Somebody call up and tell us what you remember about Julius Peppers. Maybe it's something from his basketball career at Carolina. Maybe it's him just doing some crazy-ass interception for 101 yards and somehow not scoring a touchdown and then sucking down a whole can of damn oxygen like me hitting a damn red, like it was me trying to hit a nitrous balloon when I was 16. Um, Cody, what do we got? The C3 Panthers podcast in its we've completed 10 seasons now. This will be our 11th year. Kind of that 10, 11 cusp. I have to count. It's so crazy. We started in 2013. Come a long way. Big yeah, year 10, for us. 2023. So this is the 10 year. Yeah. 10 years of uh, C3. If we and you know like what? September. To- that's when we started. I think it was like about four weeks in or something. And to Mark. 
such a joyous occasion, man. We have new ways for people to support the C3 Panthers podcast, baby. That's right. We're talking about dope-ass t-shirts and apparel. We've got shirts. Mm. We've got mugs. Look, man, we're even, you know, uh, Tony mentioned the the army of of C3 faithful. Even G-Baby has inspired a shirt. He's got a whole clothing line. G-Baby got a clothing line coming. But we're going to have to do more for Pickle. We're going to have to do all the ones for the boys that are that are you know uh, adding to the to the C three family man. But listen, if you would like to support us, this is a way that you can do it and show off that you are indeed a part of C three Panther Nation, man. Go to CarolinaCatChronicles dot com. Uh, Greg is the author of these fine shirts, man. Appreciate Greg for throwing them together, man. Tony has been Tony and Greg have been working hard on the merch, boys. C three. 2003 is our year. And this you is can go to right here. all the way. The way you can get this stuff is it's uh, you go to carolinacatgronicles.com. Uh, it's print on demand. And so what you do is you buy it off of our website. They print it and ship it to you. I got to the next level t-shirt. So every t-shirt that you get, by the way, you can also buy some gear that I still have like in boxes that I've been trying to pedal for a decade here. You can get the, Voice of Panther Nation, CarolinaCatChronicles.com t-shirt, one nation, one voice on the back. Uh, you can get that on the website, too. I mail those out independently. A uh, small way to help us, but it's a cool thing. We're just trying to offer some more things, um, um, you know, more ways to, as we continue to grow. Uh, what I do love about this is we're going to continue to make this fan-based and fan-friendly and fan-fun. Uh, I am going to make a like a PG version of the You Make Me Sick t-shirt. Instead of you make me fucking sick. It doesn't say it's FKN. Yeah. But right. I do love this is the idea that one of our, we have a G baby line already yeah. it's on the back. It says G baby. I put a little shout out to him on the back where the tag is. We don't even have a mention of the podcast on this. It's just, this is the G baby shirt. You make me fucking sick. I want to see how these look <laughs> when they come out. I think it's going to be great. I oh, mean, wait until we get a pickle shirt. We're going to have some cool stuff coming. So the more creative personality you get in this show, the more uh, love you're going to get in these ways. You can support us by going to carolinacatchronicles.com, hitting the shop tab uh, under the ge- under gear, just like that. Very simple. Uh, my favorite shirt. This was my idea. Lynn did these. If you go down, also talking about fan based, uh, Lynn, Lynn Hart designed those three the keep pounding, the put it in the bank, and the I stand with Cam. Yeah, uh, she, I love those two. Yeah. yeah uh, the put it with the back, put it in the bank, and the keep pounding are my brain children. Like, is like those ideas. Lynn, I told her, I started that hashtag, I stand with Cam, and I said, how can we make a shirt out of this? She came up with this. This was awesome, that silhouette, <laughs> Cam Newton. You can still get some of those. I still got a couple. It's limited selection. There's a limited edition. That keep pounding, though, is the dope one. We went to England. That was a cool shirt right there. Dude, I uh, love the Cam Wow, man. The Cam Wow was amazing. Like, What, what a great, great, yeah, what a great design. idea. Yeah. What a I great idea. I still, still got, got a few mine, of them, man. yeah. Oh, I still got probably about 20. You know, I was giving them away in the fantasy football thing every year for like five years. Like I had 800 of them. And now I'm down and I see that stack and it's like this big now. And I'm like, oh. And uh, we have another request. JJ with the 499. 
says, Tony, is it also possible for you to upload to uh, the free-for-all to Spotify, too, please? Oh, totally. Yeah, I'll just start putting it out on audio format. If you guys want it, you'll get it. I just awesome. have to, uh, you know, it's going to have to come with a warning to people. Like, don't listen to this in the kids, the car with your kids. Mm. You I mean, know, you can like, say that about this show, too. <laughs> probably. Actually, I've had some people mention that in the past. All right. Uh, what's up next is with the Carolina Panthers, guys. Yeah. So to keep it, Brian Burns, uh, Brian Burns, or pardon me, Julius Pepper centric. Uh, Brian Burns, uh, he said the only jersey I owned as a kid was Julius Pepper. So this is kind of uh, kind of full circle, man. And uh, again, a lot of the things, and I mentioned this earlier, Tony, some of the things that were said about um, Julius Peppers are also kind of being said about Brian Burns. And that's, you know, it's almost like, hey, history doesn't repeat itself, but it always rhymes, a wise man once said. So I found that funny. Figured that we would throw that in there. Uh, this is very interesting. Staying on the topic of Brian Burns, um, there was a poll done, and basically they they polled uh, NFL executives, players, scouts, and coaches, and they did a top 10 list of defensive ends in the NFL. And our very own Brian Burns came in at number seven, right mm. behind Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Michael Parsons, TJ Watt, Hassan Reddick and Max Crosby. Do you think this okay. is a good number for Brian yes. Burns? Uh, I don't see him ahead of Bosa, to be honest with you. I don't see Bosa on, in the number 10 spot, but I'm not as up to date on this. But no, I think he's a top 10, but like, no question. Uh, seven sounds about right. This, I just yeah, don't know I if think I this has been Bosa our point. End, you know? This has been That's, the point with Brian Burns, right? That's Joey Bosa, and Joey Bosa has oh, not yeah. been the same hurt a Bosa lot, right? that that he had previously been. He's um he's been hurt a lot, as Tony yeah. uh, alluded to, but he also hasn't been producing at a high level um, mm-hmm. for the past couple of years. Kind of the name recognition. Yeah, I, I am is, surprised yeah, that he. I am surprised, like Greg, that he's not just ahead of Brian Burns, whether it's right or wrong. Um. Just because his name is like yeah, said, recognition yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And uh, the one name that's actually a little this is, I think, my been my point with Brian Burns is that he is a top ten defensive end, but you could make an argument that he's not in top five, which I just feel like it's we're splitting hairs. Like he's a like I, he, yeah, he, he's in the right. We spot just need close him. to it. Yeah, I'm just happy that uh, Cam Jordan isn't even in the top ten anymore. Yes. Oh, great point. Uh, Von Miller do you barely think, is. Mike, yeah. do you... He's is not Michael even Parsons in the honorable too much love? Is Michael, um, uh, Micah Parsons, ju- is is he that dominant that we're ready? Yes. Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. He's he's going to be a, he's gonna be a keeper him, type player if he wants to be. If they, him, if they use him the right way, he's he's going to be, you know... He, the problem was early on when his in his rookie year... They tried to use him as like a actual like middle linebacker or like mm-hmm. a, a coverage linebacker, and that's and not where he's going good. to. That's not where he was going to be. And then they adapted to being like pass rusher, and he is a pass rusher through and through. Like that mm-hmm. is his that that I'm not saying he's not able to perform at a high level with the other stuff, but he is not anywhere close to being as good of a player in any other field other than pass rushing. 
I, I think this is a great placement for Brian Burns. Like, is what I like about this is that Brian Burns has the potential. Uh, if he was just on a, a better team, as in the Panthers being better, going forward to infiltrate that top five, right? Is like is the fact that he's getting uh, around the league, he's recognized in that tier of player. And he's kind of doing it under difficult circumstances right. in Carolina. So imagine if you put him and you build a defense to where he's not like he could just play fast, like a 2013 Panthers defense where they had 60 sacks. Imagine if he's on that team, all of a sudden he's a top five. Well, you mean like Philly did with Hassan Reddick? Is he doing this now? That's what yeah, Philly did with uh, Hassan Reddick. This, uh, this is a uh, uh, hype man. Lucci posted this. To his Twitter account, saying Brian Burns is two sixty, and, and this is how this is how agile <laughs> and fast this man is. I mean, be careful, Brian. <laughs> too close. This is what my mom would say. Too close. Too you close don't have to the toe tap in practice, bro. You got this. Too close. Just go home and get in bubble wrap, man. We need you so much. But by the way, I do want to say this right now. Brian Burns is number seven on that list. But I really think him playing outside linebacker, again, talking about the parallels between right. uh, Peppers and Burns, mm-hmm. I think this could be the best thing for Brian Burns. And I think at the end of this year, we're going to be talking top five. I, I really I do think so. Maybe A great point. And if you so. look at some yeah. of those players, too, um, some of the guys that are really high end on those lists play in three, four defenses, and that's where they've – Eaton, right? Von Miller. Uh, yeah. Isn't the Pittsburgh a 3-4? Is that TJ yeah. White? Is he up there? Yeah. Was he ahead yeah. of him? So, I mean, like, yeah, is now, what if you put Brian Burns in a scheme where his abilities start to show even more on the stat line? <laughs> You're right. Is very interesting. And, and think very of all scared. those near misses. Think of all those near misses that he's had in recent years. Where it's like, you know, there were a couple plays where if he would have had just a slight oh, almost. Uh, a change in technique, dude, he could have been a 12-plus sack uh, defensive end the past three years in a row. Well, I and think it it's continues also... to get better and better, man. He's so nimble and so agile. Right. But... Well, one of the things that I think he's, you know, he's not praised enough about is even though he may not get home, his hurries – and and knockdowns of mm. quarterbacks are pretty pretty. I know it's not as pretty of a Top of tier. a stat as stat uh, as sacks are, but it is. It's pretty impressive when you compare the the those numbers with other people in his position. He's yeah. he's constantly performing at a really high level when when it comes to pressure on the quarterback, which yeah. I think yeah. is is an unsung stat because pressure on the quarterback leads to mistakes, and uh, and that's. You know, once you have all the pieces on the back end, you know, from the cornerbacks and whatnot, and you have a healthy secondary, when you start having that pressure that's causing the quarterback to make mistakes or get that ball out early, um, I think that's going to be a big deal uh, with this new defense that we have coming up. Hopefully, he's able to put two and two together and not just get hurries, though. I tell yeah, you, though, if, if the, I the see PFF, it, I, I just want to tell you this, the PFF guys, they, again, take that for what it's worth. They say that pressures, if you're a defensive end, and you get pressures more consistently than you get sacks, that's actually a good thing. At least that's what they say. Well, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a, 
okay, it's if better he pressures than, instead of it's sacks, better than someone no. who just gets a couple of sacks but is non-existent in the but, game. Right, other than that. right. But that right. statement in itself is incorrect. You would much rather have a sack over pressure any day of the week. Well, now, not all sacks are equal. How about that? Right, mm, it's like a garbage sack taps, in now. the fourth quarter of a meaningless game. You know, is okay. Not, well, is I can say the same about a pressure. If you get a pressure in the fourth quarter of a meaningless right. game, it's, it's, they're just it's saying that if you if if you are are getting pressures at a high clip, you are in their backfield disrupting the play and disrupting the offensive right. line. It's not and better then, than a and, sack, though. It's right. just it's it's very good, but it's not better than a sack. Not saying it's better. I'm saying if you get more pressure if you get pressures it's not more a consistently bad, it's than a you're good. getting sacks it's it's not a bad so, thing. so the it's difference a, okay. the, the difference okay. here is where i would i would say the the difference here greg is the they're saying that um sacks like you can have 10 sacks right and never get pressure outside of those 10 sacks right right, right. But you can have nine sacks, and that that doesn't look as great as ten sacks. But your pressure rate is astronomical, and you're, you're that means you're impacting the uh, the the play on every single play at the at, at that rate. That's a great way of explaining. Are you drinking martini, bro? Mm. I love. I'm martinis. drinking wine out of a martini glass. Oh, all my wine glasses. Dang, I really love good. martinis. Uh, Cody, yeah, speaking of, as we go back to that list, you know, I saw one. Uh, where Dove Kleiman put up another one similar to this, but it was about defensive tackles. And Derek Brown was not in the top, but he was an honorable mention at the bottom. And so yeah. what I think is well, I was excited just to see some Panthers names from people that are in the league getting some pub. You know, it's one thing for us fans to be talking about the shit, but like it's really exciting to me to see players, scouts, coaches to look at Brian Burns at that light as a seven. That's some validation there. Um, so, yeah, high things. Oh, I did want to put that stupid video back up. Brian Burns out there. Be careful, Brian. Go home and rest up. Be careful. Watch that foot. If I see this motherfucker doing this this season, he better be getting an interception. Because I just don't feel like there's another world where I want to see Brian Burns running 30 yards, 25 yards down in coverage on the sideline. It better be an interception. I want to see this mug. That is not the direction I want you running. Run the other way. I mean, he's looking like a wide receiver out there. Looking like if he catches the ball on toe taps, yeah, he can run that direction. Yeah, I mean, it has to be an interception because if that is a touchdown where someone takes it to the house over him, we're going to be like, why the fuck is Brian Burns out there in coverage But like to that? be fair, he has those long-ass arms. He's got the wingspan. He has everything that you need, mm-hmm. man. He's it, He is a problem. And the fact that sometimes the outside linebacker they do have to drop back in coverage. And I like what Lucy said about the video too. He said the transition from D in from defensive end to outside linebacker will be smooth as this video, six foot five, 260 pounds, bigger, much faster, smarter, um, and highly motivated to be the best in the league. Year five at twenty five. Thanks to God for the dirt. Five years old. This is my only oh, thing. And look, look, look! Everybody's t- getting me in the chat about white wine. I ran out of liquor. That's why I'm drinking my wife's white wine because I ran out of liquor. Okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> this shut up. We're out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'm not trying to take away from this. Okay, but we're seeing this video where he's running, covering nobody, and it looks like the ball is thrown to him. 
It wasn't. It doesn't look like it. It was. It, that's what I'm saying. Run to a spot. So, so he can run and catch a ball to a spot. That's great. That's oh, great. Gosh. Thanks, Greg. But that does not mean that he can pick a ball Mr. off. He can not wet cover blanket off. over yeah. here. I, I, I the blanket. We want to see hey, him go in a different direction. Don't want to see that. Before we get into any other chats or any other topics, I've been trying to bring this up, but I haven't found a good spot. And I do want to mention this. Uh, the Rumble chat right now. Zesty D's mm-hmm. in the Rumble chat. And he did bring something up that I want to talk about. And he has a question. He says, okay, okay, hear me out. We have a one of the richest owners of football, and we finesse the number one quarterback to temper bias a couple Super Bowl picks. It's a very – How do you mean so ba- Basically, do, do, you, do you think Bryce is going to win a Super Bowl, basically, is what he's asking. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Do uh, You have to give David Tepper credit for this past offseason. If he don't win it his rookie year, I'm fucking disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm insane. No, look, look, I think that everything that David Tepper has done, and we mentioned this last Tuesday, when you look at, you know, okay, so for example, last Tuesday we did, what were we talking about at this time last year? And actually one of those things is in the news again. We're getting ready to bring it up. But uh, we were talking a lot of bad slander on David Tepper's name, and rightfully so. We felt like our Panthers organization was in a downward spiral and we were kind of grasping for straws. Now, with this coaching staff, with this draft, and moving up to the number one pick for the best quarterback in the draft, you have to give David Tepper credit for that, for giving the green light on all these different things. Real quick, I'll say one thing. We got ZCD, we got Bosch, we got Panther Pickle in the Rumble chat. Everybody oh, nice. wants to get in Rumble, check us out, man. Seriously, let's get this Rumble chat Rumble going up, Rumble up, Rumble give us up, Rumble up. Give us a hit the Rumble button, hit the, the subscribe, all that good stuff. Rumble's just as good, if not better, than YouTube. So, Greg is on a mission. I'm on a mission. Greg is like me at work with Google Drive in 2014, (laughs) trying to get everybody being like, let's use this thing called the cloud. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? We almost beat YouTube out last week in downloads in the first week we went on Rumble. All right. Okay. In the first week on Rumble, we almost beat YouTube out on downloads. Das Vidanya. Beat YouTube out. That's all I'm saying. Maybe Rumble. I love it. Yeah. C3 everywhere, man. Um, yeah, a Tepper, look, is uh, the money thing for Tepper is uh, it's not hurting, but Tepper, man, what a what a PR flip. Yeah, well, well, it, it really is a PR flip, but this is a perfect transition yep. to the next thing that we're going to talk about there you go. Uh, because it is now being reported that uh, Mecklenburg County, that's where the stadium is, says they they uh say they are not going to be giving any public funding to the Carolina Panthers. Come for them. Forsyth County, baby. That's all I'm saying. We'll take you. <laughs> you guys ain't got that tax base. Let me know. Take um, Stokes then. I don't care. Stokes uh, County. I'm cool. I like this. This is but good let move. Me, let me uh let me read uh, a little bit of this. Uh, if the Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper wants a new or renovated stadium. He'll have to build it without the help of Mecklenburg County. This past week, county manager Dina DiOrio shot down the idea of handing over public subsidies to the local professional sports franchise, the Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. The, the uh, topic came up during a conversation regarding the development of a new tennis complex in the River District. Uh, one, the county is spending up to $30 million on. When asked by the commissioner, Pat Cottom, if devoting such funds to the complex 
which eventually leads to the same for pro teams. Uh, he would say uh, that I have had conversations with David Tepper in the past that the county would not participate in any financial support for stadium upgrades because what you, Cotton, said that the city has a specific tax on hotels and food and beverage uh, preparation that's dedicated to that purpose. And that county does not have that. So the city, so this is for, all right. So this is separating city versus county. County, Right. And what they have passed is a hotel revenue tax that has helped contribute to those funds in the past, I'm guessing. Right. Because there have been significant, now Fun this is a, this is big news, and then I'll pass the mic, Greg. Uh, uh, David Tepper has said in the past that he will not be building a stadium alone. Right. Yeah. Well, I can tell you why that Mecklenburg County has expanded or at least put money into food and hospitality in the last few years, at least, is because the college I went to, Johnson Wells, down there in uh, now Charlotte, is the one of the biggest culinary schools and hospitality schools in the world. Um, so now they have this big school in their hub in the mid- the downtown dead middle of Charlotte, right beside the Panthers practice field. Um, and they're trying to promote that. Since I went to Charlotte, the food game has gone up tremendously there. It's insane. You put it, I mean, imagine you put a, a culinary school at the top of the world and a hospitality school at the top of the world well, in the middle of your city. Of course, food is going to go up and be better. I so think I think the- I think they're, they're buying into that. A couple of things, Cody, if we were going to talk about uh, how a a stadium would get funded by the public and what Tepper's going to want is the question is how much does just the county manager have to say in that, right? Who are the other people that will be voting on this behind beside that individual, right? The other thing to, so it's like, it's not like just because this guy is against it doesn't mean that it's a a dead letter or something yeah whatever the phrase is the other thing though like i do think is the important part or one thing that he's saying is this which is is like you say hey we bring all this revenue we bring all this revenue well you bring it to downtown charlotte you bring it to certain areas and that's why they have that restaurant tax that's why they have that but like a pizza shop 70 miles down the road or whatever not that far but like 25 yeah outside of the county area is the economic benefit, does it trickle down that far on the return of investment? And what I would is, I want to say this is, Tepper, I know you want to have a Super Bowl, and that sounds cool, but, like, first, I probably won't be able to go to the Super Bowl. Bank of America is a fucking nice stadium. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, like, the, and they've given some public funds twice now. They've had two renovations since 2015 that were heavily subsidized by the city and things like Already, that. Yeah. The, yeah. And then the last point that I was going to bring up was why are you going to ask that about a $30 minimum, uh, like tennis complex? We're talking a billion dollars, you know, like the, the, the difference between yeah, 30 million and a billion dollars yeah. is fucking way different. Also, yeah, here's the other, uppity. here's the other piece to that is, um, like when you look at the situation with the Indianapolis Colts, they don't own their stadium. The city owns their stadium. So the city can make decisions, for instance, uh, like last year when they had the 
and this is again just based on my understanding of of listening to things like pat uh mcafee and stuff like that um but they had that whole thing where they had to create an a uh, neutral ground if there was a ended up being a playoff uh contest against the Bengals and the Bills um because of that whole situation with the magic anyway um that they, they had there there was going to be a potential for it to go to Indianapolis but Indianapolis declined like the actual city declined because they had a volleyball tournament in the stadium for that like and that's what I was and you're, you're muted Tony uh, but that's what I was wondering too, though. Like, that's wouldn't awesome. it be such a baller move by David Tepper? Like, if he if he literally paid for his own stadium, which let's be real, it it's would true. be a pretty it would be a pretty penny. But David Tepper has plenty enough pretty pennies to be able to do so. If you're him, I know it's expensive, but wouldn't it be such a baller move? Then you literally, if he owns the stadium, he essentially never has to ask the city of Charlotte. For shit, right? He can do whatever the hell he wants in that state. But the, the counter to that is will there be a city willing to, to actually pay for his so he's not having to come out of pocket for it? Is yeah, there a city willing to negotiate? Well, first, right. man, what a disaster. Like, I'm not even going to think about the, the idea. But here, actually, do we really want to get scary talk? Is that I've heard reports about the future of the NFL that they're interested in expanding Upwards to forty teams, dude. No, that's the no, no, dumb dumb shit. No, but they're already like they are dead set on adding two international teams, one Germany and one the UK. I think right. right? Gonna be how are you ever gonna make that happen? Look, there are talks. Well, that what that's not just talks. Yeah, Tony's right. Like this is happening. Like it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. So, what you're gonna tell me that these young players that. Uh, are they're gonna get drafted to go live in Germany? Yes, dude. How are you gonna how, the 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 time? You difference mean like, alone. Arm, like like you mean? Oh, dude, I don't give a shit. If you're getting paid, what you're getting paid, and you're gonna go to live in Germany, you're not gonna be living in bad circumstances. Like, come on, it, let, let's get out of here. Look, this is all about money, 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 that's money. The point, okay, is listen, that the, the NFL prints money, Greg. That's why they will do this, and and this is why I. And I would say this is, look, I understand billionaires not wanting to foot the bill because nobody should foot the bill. It's kind of like one of those things is like if you could get a loan for a big ass purchase for two percent, it's better to just keep your money in your pocket and let that money work for you a different way. Mm -hmm. So I understand the owner's goal and impetus to try to make as much money with at the least stretch and expense or stress to their own financial situation that's what they're built and tuned to do as businessmen on the other hand though is like these franchises just go up incredibly like i mean look at the fucking reds the the commanders look. that dude bought that shit for like 400 million dollars in the 90s yeah and now it's like a five like so these teams seven gonna, million wasn't it it was something seven crazy. Million. and 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 can i can i put in there real quick when we're talking about money just so people have an idea of what that difference is a million seconds is 12 years, 12 days. Sorry, sorry. A billion seconds is 31 years. Okay. okay. So, so you're talking about 12 days to 31 years. So when you're talking about $400 million, it's a lot of money. As soon as you get to billion, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about totally different kinds of money. Right. Look, but, a trillion seconds, a trillion seconds is 31,000 years. But okay? here's, here's once why... you get past millions, it's, it's ridiculous. It's goofy. 
And here's why, here's why this is an important, you know, uh, just thing. Basically the only thing the NFL right now is at the top of its game here in the United States, but from a worldwide perspective, it is not like a, 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 a juggernaut. This is a giant move, but and this is why they're going to do it. This is not a matter of like, again, it's not going to be a matter of if they're going to do it. It's a matter of when, because right now they want to be able to create a team that people in Germany have a, a stake in wanting to be successful. Now that's going to be a potential foothold they have in that country when it comes to that stuff. Um, and then you have the potential for other countries to start to come along as well. Like you think about Mexico and Canada and all that stuff. Uh, I, I or think, other even domestically, the right, United Canada States, in. keep Canada out. But man. this is no great. I mean, I mean, uh, I hear it perfectly what you're saying. There is a massive, uh, there is a massive fan base in Germany. But I'm saying is, how are you going to one? What division would they be in? Two, are you telling me that a team is supposed to travel yes. to Germany twice a year? And no. then hang on. So then, no I, and then how many? Here, but. but hold on. How many times is this team from Germany going to be traveling back and forth from Germany to from Germany to America, from Germany to America? Nah, they're probably going to no. play half the season on the road and half the season. You at know home. what, Cody? Boo, fucking who? Seriously, you're getting paid no, millions Greg, of dollars you're not a year. Understanding. No, no, no. no I'm understanding. About, no, hold on. No, I am understanding. No, I think he's talking about just logistically. Logistically, how yes, you, like, exactly. you can fly on Wednesday. You can fly on Wednesday morning and be in Germany by Wednesday afternoon. Okay? Period. All right? Man, you it's play, 10 hours, dude. You play no, 8 hours. One, you can fly. You can leave on Wednesday morning and be in Germany by Wednesday afternoon. 10 hours. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Lag, but then, then are you okay, you can do it with Thursday. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You play one day a week. Seriously, let's stop giving these millionaires credit oh, stop, Greg. for it's being so fucking hard. I'm sorry. It's about how hard it would be to even make this happen. I don't know. It's actually possible, Cody. And this is what they're going to do. out and play football. Seriously. add a second bye, Cody. Cody, they're going to add a second buy. That's what I would do is a second oh. buy week. And what you do is, is you have them play maybe two, four week stints. They play a four week stint at home in Germany. Then they play a four week stint stint in, uh, or they probably play a four week stint on the road. Then a four week stint at home. Cause then the teams that travel there can all have a buy after that game. Right. And then they'll go back on the road for four games, back at home for eight or something, you know, or whatever to get to 17. A second bye would be necessary for that. Probably need to put them on Thursday night football one week, and then yeah. they wouldn't play for another 10 days. There would be something maybe they could do with that. But we go to this right here. There's two stories. Look, this is a uh, Bleach Report says this. If the NFL, I mean, I have a Bleach Report. This is Pro Football Talk. Expansion to 40 teams isn't as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, gotta change tabs. Hold on. You see. But you have to go to 40 weeks though, right? Like there's no way you or not 40. Uh sorry. There'll be more division. At least 20 weeks. Yeah. And so it says if the NFL offers uh St. Louis an expansion team in an effort to resolve the Rams relocation litigation, the league wouldn't move to an odd number of teams. The league would add a second team if it adds a first one, which gives rise to a bigger question. How many more teams could the NFL eventually add? Regardless of whether the league successfully expands the regular season to 18 games in order to increase inventory for betting purposes, it wants to do it. Wants to do it. The question is, when can it persuade the NFL PL Players Association to do it? Yep. Adding teams adds inventory, though. 
with more and more young, capable quarterbacks entering the NFL, it's not crazy to think that talent pool for college football right. can support 34, 36, 38, or even 40 teams. Yes, 40 teams. If the expansion process from 32 begins, 40 becomes the natural ending point. That would result in eight divisions of five teams, and it would make sense at that point to have a 16-team playoff system. There could be even preliminary round that trims the field of 20 teams to 16 with six teams in each conference getting a bye and four others playing in a new wild card round, locking in a field for eight teams per conference. Whoa, you're going to get diluted football. Wild. No, you're going to get diluted football is what you're going to get, and it's just not going to be good. I'm, t- I'm telling you, oh, they are Greg, milking the cow too much. stop. It's, Look, no, oh, come on. Okay. But here's, wait, here's wait, the you're alternative. You're confusing me. Are you in favor of this or not? Not. Not at all. I, wait, I don't so, think that it's going to work. Yeah, I want I mean, football I, all year, buddy. I was going to say, I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree to the fact that it might dilute the product, but I also think that it opens up. I'm a believer in in that when the more people you have involved with the, you know, potential talent moving into the NFL, the better the quality of the game would be. So, for mm-hmm. instance, right now, we only pull from a talent pool in the United States for the most part, because people don't grow up playing football in the UK and Germany and all these places very much right and they especially don't have access to the type of coaching that we have access to now um so the idea of expanding the nfl not only opens up the market but it also opens up the potential for kids to want to actually play football um in you know in england or american football in england american football in germany where was the number one draft pick for the basketball app from what's that Winning, win a combo, the number one draft pick for the NBA oh, this year. Where's, where is he yeah. from, Greg? Like uh, France or some shit. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. what that's what CK's saying is like, you know, <laughs> soccer. We I, I shit on soccer, right? But it is the world's largest sport. It's okay. It's I only the world's Kevin, largest sport Kevin because says, it's one of the oldest sports played in the world. It's, it's not. Kevin it doesn't have anything like, to do with. Oh, it's played worldwide. That's why yeah, it's exactly. The world's it's world worldwide. Sport. One of the, the, the Chinese one of the, people be playing football. Cricket people weren't playing football. It's, people were not playing football until you got to America a hundred years ago. Dude. That's but it. How many people so are people, gonna people watch people lose track every, of time? Every yeah. NBA game and every MLB game. I agree. I think it dilutes it. I don't. I don't think that we need forty different teams, man. Like. To, you're doing too much, and, and Greg, and I know you kind of belittled this dude, but I'm telling you, asking a bunch of young 20-year-olds to go and live in a foreign country where they don't speak the language, yes, it's for millions of dollars, but not everyone's going to love that, man, and I I do foresee an NFLPA battle. Well, good, they can just fucking devote like, their time to football, like, uh, okay. instead of CJ so, Stroud going to this yeah, party. it's easy for you to say, though, man. It's easy for us to say, so let's put this on this level, <laughs> then. get the joke. All, all of us Bryce, who are not world-class were... athletes, not world-class uh, athletes, okay? You didn't CK, get it, Cody? Tony, Cody, uh, you were if, somebody gave, if somebody gave you $3 million right now to go play, to go practice football for a year would you do it i do a year three years exactly that's all i'm saying saying. don't listen to cody on this one people go to russia and play basketball for like i mean mugs go live in croatia and play basketball if you're gonna get paid to go work out and do something you love to do why the fuck wouldn't you do it i don't know if it would dilute football as much as it would other because football is such what's so great about it is that there's such a small amount of games well, I'll tell you. Right. I think adding right too many is... games would be more problematic than right, more right. teams. 
I think you would just see less teams as much. But I do think like CK is not only even if you don't think abroad, CK is there is a, there are a lot of really good players that are league right on the cusp of being in the league. There's just not enough spots. Right. So if there were four more different teams, there would be four more special teams opportunities. And that's not an insane. We're not talking about giant, overly crazy size mm-hmm. rosters. We're talking about 53. You would add four teams. You add 200 more players to the league. See, but now you're getting into semantics of things. Like, honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there is an artist, a female artist out there who has the talent that Taylor Swift does. Sure. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. There's probably some that are better. There are better. That are not oh, successful. That, yeah. So what does that okay? got to do with anything? It's right? all about being in the right place at the right time. That's what life's about, dude. You, but if look, we have more when, places. When you start, when, like, no, no, no. Uh, when you start to add more stuff to include more people, all you do is dilute the, the, the sample. No all you do is dilute the sample. There are going to be some people who do not make it, even though they should. Period. There are going to be some people who make it even though they shouldn't. Period. That's life. Bro, Cam Newt would be starting. That's life. If there were four more teams in the NFL, Cam Newt would be a star. He'd be a superstar in Germany, Mm. damn it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd be the starting quarterback on a one in uh, in 19 team. You'd be like, oh, well, we got Bryce and he lives in Croatia and he only studies. Well, we got Cam and he goes to the fucking all all the fashion. People got to stop thinking that superstars in the world are the only people who can do that. There are tons of people who can do the exact same thing they're doing that just haven't been discovered. Here's my question. I, mean, no, I hear you. Here's, I'm here's be excited. Here's my here's my question to you know Greg and, and maybe even you, Cody. Right now, what do we know about business? Right, you if if you want to remain at the top, you can't just continue to maintain what you're doing. Right, if somebody's going to come in and overtake it. So as an NFL, the thought is, how do they continue to get bigger? How do they continue to be uh, more financially successful? Right. And and we've tapped. I mean, to be quite honest, we've pretty much tapped the North American market. Right. Like there's not much more they can do in in the United States, like to be able to try to grow grow the brand and whatnot. They've like they have topped out. Yeah. Right. They have Austin. Austin, I'm not even talking about getting the new teams. I'm talking about from just a perspective, like even if you add new teams, you're still at the same. You're still having the same issue that Greg's talking about, which is the potential for a diluted product. I'm talking about what does the NFL do if it's not to add more teams, especially in different markets um, and in in different countries, even what do you do if you're the NFL to try to continue to grow? Because that is, that's going to be the, if there is not an, if the answer is not as easy as, you know, as simple as the idea of just adding more teams, then that's there. Then you're, you're already going to lose that, that war. Right. How do you expand the brand beyond? And I think, if anything, the NBA is probably the model on this. Is right. while there's not international teams, they have. Oh, there is. What the NBA does. Toronto. Well, they have an international presence. Like they've really invested a lot in like China at times. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. Like you go back to Yao Ming, but it's this: is the fact that they it's not just about getting players from those countries too. They, they're like a bunch of people that love J.R. Smith in China. You know what I'm saying? And there's jerseys being sold. There's well, they're probably all knockoff. Come on. I mean, but I mean, CK is right. I mean, Uh, listen, whenever, whenever they put, uh, 
games out in Germany and the UK, they sell out and no yeah, more eyes. It's like Netflix. Netflix the fan is, base on, is there. Ne- well, even if you have to think too, is that we're looking at it from the game and the fan standpoint. What right. CK is really hitting on is the business standpoint. And there's never a point in a top, like a wall, think publicly traded companies where you're just like, Hey, we're at, we're at, we're at, we're great. We make enough money. It's always grow. Like, how do you grow into the next thing? And the NFL is their next thing is the, is gambling. And how do we have a more international footprint? Um, they're probably going to call in Mr. Beast for a goddamn uh, for to be a consultant because he's gone up crazy because he just is like one of the first people that dubbed all his videos in Spanish. Right. Do, do you know what a self-fulfilling prophecy is? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a I mean, prophecy that fulfills itself. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 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 like what, what, what I'm saying is like, this is basically like a self-fulfilling prophecy with the NFL. Like if you continue to expand, for the sake of growing money, even though no matter what, you're growing money every year. Every year the NFL is making money. Their salary cap goes up every year. It's based on based on what they make, based on profit. Okay, so you're making money every year. If you get greedy and try to get bigger than you need to, I think it's going to be the downfall of the NFL. I or what if you don't evolve? What if you just don't evolve, though, Greg? I Man, you could just say they it's are evolving. Evolution. Are you kidding? They don't need to evolve. Right now, the NFL is right where they need to be. Sears. Every single year, every single year, they make money. Not just a not not an income. This they is make what the CEO of Sears year. said in 2006. Huh? This is what the CEO of Sears probably said in 06, where it's like, no, oh, we've been a profitable not, is, business for 106 yeah. years. Sears is quite a bit <laughs> different. That internet yeah, well, thing. But, and you know what? Greg, it, you know what? If, if there was a belk to the NFL, I would say, okay. But there's not. But there is there's you have you have other sports like soccer who who is is, is starting soccer to... is never out 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 producing NFL I'm sorry it's it worldwide is on a it's global level yeah on a no it's, it's as far as popularity on a global level you're right world. but right. we're not talking so, about popularity we're talking about making money is all we're talking about you're you're talking no, about business X and O's right I guarantee you yeah you soccer players man yeah, if you're Buku talking Buku about Buku. money. The soccer, like, if you look at the total, like, income of all soccer, like, the the NFL, like, Major League Soccer, like, just Mm -hmm. professional soccer over the entire globe, oh, it's it's dominating the amount of money. And how much more is that? Okay, so we're going to use per capita here. Well, I don't know how many more soccer. Hold on, hold on. How many more soccer players across the world are there than NFL players in the in the NFL? A lot. A lot. But that's exactly. also that's what I'm saying. So, so, so when you add that in, you've got well, to use maybe per not. Then, to right? be honest, there's only like ten of them argument. on a team. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't the, mean that they're what, all getting paid what, extremely well. I like, believe I, the NFL just like players. In the NFL, you're right. We're talking about total NFL numbers. players are higher paid than a lot of the you know most big name soccer players, unless they're like a Messi or a Ronaldo. But another interesting question that Kev brings up: It's like, yeah, they can sell out one game, but is that market going to be enough to support them? Through an entire season of football, exactly. we don't necessarily know that yet. Exactly. Is there a That's way though? Could you say though yeah. that? And we're probably going. This is how we make this a four-hour podcast. Four yeah. Yeah. After this, we'll move on. Um, maybe this is though. Is that is the money to be made though in the NFL in seats and then and ticket like maybe their revenue model is 
you don't want it to become too dependent on just the stadium activity. Like imagine right. if you could make that same type of money and not even have the expenditure of a stadium, right? Like what if we were all VR and to go to the game and it was just like in a fucking 10 building or something, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's like you have doesn't. to have a $3 billion or $5 billion stadium. Um, so I guess is like, how does, is their model, where are their revenue sources are they looking more and more to brick and mortar or when in, in these types of moves, or is this a different kind of idea of how to, to make money through, through Jersey sales, t-shirt sales, All through the, the expansion of the brand. It's it hard has- to, but the NFL, what I guess I'm trying to say is this, is the NFL and, and to counter Greg's point does have to continue to evolve. They might be the top, the biggest uh, alpha or whatever predatory animal right now, right? Top of the food chain. Uh, but at the same time, if there, there's, they have to continue to stay ahead. And the question is, how do you continue to do that? And it might not just be, look, is the games are too expensive to go to. And also they probably have to be thinking beyond TV. Now the NFL TV revenues have been so giant. Right. Are these companies, are these TV st- networks going to be able to pay that in the future? Or are they going to have to? So this is, I think, just kind of foreshadowing that they have to continue. These guys, these billionaires aren't going, oh, are just uh, our fucking, we're just making money. These guys are trying to get right. the most juice from the squeeze. Conquer the world. Yeah. Get, yeah. Conquer the world. But at the same time, I mean, you you talk about every business you think about scalable, right? That's, that's it. How can, how can it continue to be scalable? And now the other right. part of this is you start to think about the idea of streaming, right? Now, all of a sudden, you have a global audience that's going to be able to stream your video, your games on Amazon Prime. You're not having to negotiate these individual TV channels oh. in in Europe and Germany and, and you know, obviously part of Europe. But like South yeah, America. YouTube. They just got YouTube. That's probably I wonder if that's a great point why they went to YouTube. Right. I mean, yeah, because you're not having like, that's you where the make- eyes are. More people are there now than they are on these traditional well, satellites. I think networks. it's sad. It was satellite right. before. And, and I, I will say, too, that has to do with uh, the company or the, the um, whoever has the rights to that serving it. You're right. It could be a bunch of games on on Amazon that you see, but it may not be. It may be a bunch of games. It may be a few games on Fox, a few games on NBC, a few games on uh, right, Amazon. we won't see and them. You but to, somebody you will. Choose what you can watch based on where they are. You know. My final question: Do you think they would have an easy time attracting free agents? That's what Kevin, uh, point Kevin brought up. That's, to me, that's, that's I think that's got to be a part of the whole conversation too. Um, but I think free agents will because guess what's going to happen if you start to expand in other markets? That cap space is going to start to go up even more, and that money is going to start to come in even more. Um, so yeah, I think attracting uh, attracting free agents is still and and I think if you start to expand in the, into other countries that are used to soccer players who are getting fully guaranteed contracts, I think you're going to have to as the NFL Players Association, you're going to start to see fully guaranteed contracts more and more for that to be able to actually happen. Cody, before we go to the next uh, slide, I want to play a couple of calls real quick. All right, and um, I'm going to freshen my drink too. Here is my bastard son right here. Let's see what Kev's got to say. Hey, it's my chocolate espresso. What's up? I just want to come on here and talk about, you know, a funny news story that happened to my buddy, actually. Um, so he worked at this uh, crap house on James Island, Charleston, right? 
And every day he would wear his panther hat when he worked the lines, cooking and everything. And then one day he was prepping everything. He goes out front, turns the corner, and there's Musa Muhammad. And he's like, what the fuck? Because apparently the owner of the restaurant, the crap house, also was good friends with Moose in college. And so my buddy asked him, hey, you mind signing my hat? And Moose actually starts laughing. He's like, you went to your car and grabbed that rag. You didn't have that on. You went to the car. He's like, nah, wear it every day. And uh, Moose was nice enough to sign up for him. So that was pretty cool. But um, I'll still talk about this. I'm like, heard a lot of Panther right. fans feelings by saying this. Carolina will have lost the Super Bowl. Either way, John Casey kicking out of bounds. I'm sorry. I got to get over that. They, if you look throughout that game, we were done. The defense was over. Whoever got the ball last was going to win the game, was going to score. In that same game, the Patriots scored a touchdown in 49 seconds. 49 seconds, they scored a touchdown on us. So, I'm sorry. Tom would have found a way. They would have went down. They would have traveled. And they would have. They would have won. I've. You're overestimating. I, I blamed Casey at the beginning, but now as an adult, I'm 33, I can look at it. We would have lost, no matter what. I don't care. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've passed that. 2015 Super Bowl. Fuck that. That's bullshit. I can watch the old Super Bowl and enjoy it. I cannot watch the 2015 and enjoy it. It is horrible. But that, I'm telling y'all, get over Stop getting on Casey about kicking out of bounds. I understand it made it easier for him to do it, but I'm 99% sure that Tom would have marched down the field. Yeah, but that, there's a lot of if, ands, and buts. Either way. No, 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 no. You're absolutely one. Mm. Peace. See y'all in training camp. You are 1,000% wrong, sir. Well, okay, let me get it right. You're not 1,000% wrong. You're 1,000% unsure of what you're saying, okay? Tom Brady drove 23 yards or something like that on the last drive to win the game. Had you added 20, 20 yards to that? Yeah, with, with seconds left. Had you added 20 yards to that? There's no way of knowing if if whoever the kicker was, Gotkowski or whatever it was, would have made a kick 20 yards further. There's, no, it would have no gone to overtime. That. It would have gone to no, overtime. No, we were in the lead. We were in the oh, lead, was, yeah. They, they, no, we were in the lead. Yes, we were tied. in the lead. Oh, we were in the lead 29 to 28. Or excuse me. It was uh, tied. Yeah, 29 29. Sorry. Yeah. I think it was, it was tied. Go back it and look. Tied, yeah. Either way, there's no way of knowing. Whether he would have made that field goal. Yeah, that's what's I'm on you know, like there. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I understand he's making a case for John Casey, but at the same time, it's like nobody knows what what would have happened. Sure. They, they, he's going to take the blame for that kick, no matter what, because even if you think Tom Brady would have led the comeback and did whatever the hell, like it was still a young Tom Brady. It's not the Tom Brady that we've known the past, you know few seasons or whatever and you just don't know man like it, it didn't happen that way so people are still gonna shit on john casey whether people like it or not well guess Y'all what next week for that game right now jake delone was eight 16 for 33 for 323 yards and three touchdowns tom brady was 32 of 48 for 354 three touchdowns and one pick like seriously tom brady is not winning 16 that game for 32 homie that's fifty percent. This, and you know what? He was. He, he probably started out one yards and touchdowns. Tom Brady had. 
Tom Brady is not winning that battle right there. Jake DeLome is. I'm just saying. Jake DeLome is winning know. that battle. I mean, is that there is I, – I think Kev's got a point. We're not – is that – it did. It, it felt like this is Carolina gave them everything they got in that game. How and then when this? it went out of bounds, like that, look, you knew that sucked. Like we went from having the chance to win in overtime. You don't know what's going to happen. Who musters what up. Right. Uh, but, you know, you give the ball to them on the 40 and then and then to put it in hindsight being 2020 is I know that you guys say Tom Brady wasn't the Tom Brady he became. But it turns out we saw Tom Brady. Right. is like is we already saw the beginning genesis of Tom Brady. He already won one Super Bowl by that he point. Gave him start, yeah. You know, and it's just like you're seeing, yes, he wasn't that. I get what you guys are saying. He's not Tom Brady of 08 there, but you're starting to see that guy has the like you can't give the ball to Tom fucking Brady on the 40. Can, can that, I say know, that Musa Muhammad, Musa Muhammad, who we are honoring this week, had four for 140 and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had an 85 yard touchdown. Yeah. Four for 140 longest, and a touchdown in the Super longest Bowl. Longest touchdown saying, catch. Yeah. I want you to look up while we go to the next call. Look up how many tackles uh, Dan Morgan and Witherspoon had. Um, next call. Hey, guys. Driving Mason Howell, aka Joey the Blind Panther. Let's try this shit again. I don't think I'll get bombed this time because I'm behind three closed doors, two of which are locked. But uh, Mercy Muhammad and Julius Peppers. I basically have no memory of Mercy Muhammad. I know who he is. I remember when he was playing. It was like, oh, wait, I was little. I wasn't even old enough to where my parents cooked me the Panther games yet. So, um, you know, and, and I wasn't really, you know, and, and Julius Peppers, I remember he left for, I didn't even know he went to Chicago, but I know he left for Green Bay. And I remember, um, and I remember in 2015 when I really became a fan, you know, it, it was the year, it, it was, it was 2015 year. It was the beginning of the year, too, that I had done the preseason games. And it was a comeback win. I remember I remember the game vividly that I think really got me into it. It was a comeback. It was a preseason game, but it was a comeback win. You know, I had been basically forced into leaving because I, you know, because I didn't have the balls I do. Now, because now if that would have happened, I was like, fuck you, I'm going by myself. I'll go home by myself. But I was basically forced into leaving. By the time we get in our car at the light rail station, the Panthers win that game. Oh, and rip. I mean, I don't know why I ended up leaving, but that was the game that got me into it. Julius Peppers, I don't think he was there at that time. It, it was a preseason Patriots game before the 2015 season. And that was my first year basically going to basically what essentially boarding school because I lived on the Gilmore Moorhead campus. And going to Panthers games, I needed something to gravitate to because I was quite homesick. And, of course, the Panthers were winning. And, of course, I remember that game, so... And, you know, I started following the Panthers, and then I met you guys, and 
the rest is history, and I became a full-blown addict. Well, I remember Julius Peppers coming back. The deal was really good. I think hey, he has muted. another part to the call here. Let's see if this is him. Yeah. Hey, guys. Ralph makes some how, a.k.a. Joe the Blind Panther again. Anyway. anyway, part two of the call you should pay attention to. Do not pay attention to the first and second calls because I get bombed and, you know, my dad knows not to walk in my room when I'm talking to you guys and he did it anyway. <laughs> Ended up cussing him out. But, Leave uh, me alone, Dad. I'm talking to C3. So yeah. About, uh, and I remember, like, it was the last day of 2019. Was the That's dedication, For all of the Panther great, for the guys, you know, Julius Peppers, Ryan Khalil, you know, guys like that. Shitty season, but they were the bright But Julius Peppers especially was one of the bright spots on the team. That was the year that was Luke Keekley's. I think that was Luke Keekley's last year. He might have gone one more year, but I mean, Luke was amazing that year. It wasn't his last year because he had started to take a dip in, in 2020. Luke was still Luke that year. But yeah, it, it's very good to see Julius Peppers and Rasim Muhammad get inducted into the Ring of Honor, and honestly, Rasheem Muhammad and Steve Smith need to host a podcast. That, that'd be hilarious. Because all, all the shit that went down, and who's that other guy you were talking about? Moose is too oh, Luke, Lucas, somebody. I, I, I don't know. Ken Lucas. Yeah, dude, those, those, those three need to host a podcast. It needs to be, be Steve Smith and Trey Boston. But that's, that's what I think. And then y'all got me started when y'all started talking about Bryce Young and stuff. Oh, my God. Bryce Young was drafted number one because he's a fucking genius. He is so smart. He, whatever he lacks in physicality, he has in mentality. Okay? You don't draft somebody with that, with those sort of uh, uh, physical characteristics if they're anything short of a genius, because, you know. They said the same thing as Marcus Russell, is all I'm saying. Okay. Kyler Murray. Go to the bed, dude. Yeah. Facts, you facts gotta go to the bed. Okay. And Bryce Young, from what, why, from what it sounds like to me, what they say, He's not as physically talented as, as Kyler Murray. I, I, you know, I don't know. But you know what? I think we're going to be fucking awesome this year. I think the supporting cast is going to be great this year. And he's not going to growl. And he's also going to leave the game early, left the call early. This is a call I've been looking forward to do, to listen to. Pickle told me he had to apologize. That I, he, I was right. I was like, what? Nobody ever tells me that. <laughs> hey, Panther fans, this is Panther Pickle. Listen, a few weeks ago on Friday Free For All, I pointed out that I thought um, YGM had been and done enough. It was time to move on from him. Um, 
Tony disagreed with me. And a lot of folks are like me. They feel that way. But the more I thought about it, Tony pointed out yesterday on a Twitter space that we were running. Um, shout out. Pay attention. We'll be doing a lot more Twitter spaces on Mondays and Thursdays. Yes, sir. Um, See three Twitter spaces. If we're willing to let Terrence Marshall and have faith that he can go back and be better than he was, if we're willing to say that um, uh, other these other players of Matt Rules can be better then we have to be respectful and say that YGM may be better. Now, I know some folks are thinking, well, he can't really be. Well, let's understand something. As much as we know the offensive coaches were crap, let's remember something. So After Steve Wilkes fired uh, Phil Snow, Al Holcomb took over as defensive coordinator. And then after the humiliating loss to the Bengals, Steve Wilkes fired the defensive line coach and the cornerbacks coach. Yep. So, um, and he had the assistants to the assistants step into play and pretend they were coaches. And at the same time, Steve Wilkes was going to help out, but he was also going to play head coach. And, uh, Let's remember that's a little too much to put on to a guy who never had correct NFL teaching to start with. Now, YGM played, I think he started, if I'm not mistaken, every game last year. Um, That gives him a road up on experience. But he's in the new 3-4. You know, he has a lot of encouragement that he thinks he's better off this change. You know what? We should give him the benefit of the doubt. YGM... I'm back on your bandwagon, brother. All right. We'll see what happens down the road. Wow. And keep pounding and hit that like and subscribe, folks. It ain't that hard. Hey, there we go. Oh, bro. That shit was fire. Pickle and them. Look, the Army be getting the uh, the C3 spaces. We're trying to build this community together. So don't think of this podcast as something that you're just listening to. Be a part of it. And your creative uh, we want your creative bones, man, and to be part of it. Uh, year three, I've always said this, is year three for uh, defensive ends is is the one, right? It is yeah. the year where the second, where guys can become something. Where is, I thought I had the fire mat rule button. Yeah, here we go. This makes us, after this, that just always brings this up. Now, hey, look, he's right, and I, I think I'm right, too. Thank you, Pickle. If you're going to give Terrace Marshall Jr. all that grace, then, like, look, is YGM potentially, let's not, you know, as you can say, he could be better than he has been. And it's sure. not far-fetched to think that the coaching was problematic every everywhere in that building because now you heard Tommy Trimble coming out and saying, man, it's great to be, like, mm-hmm. fucking improved. And then I just want to say this. You know, between soccer, between uh, the concerts, between football, oh I mean, like up. it's been a tremendous to see the atmosphere, <laughs> to see people coming out. So my man's gonna know, start uh, feeling right. Here. Fire Matt Rule. I'm happy that everyone's out here. Our players worked hard. They at the end of the day. So now, what's the point for Jason? Yeah, Fire <laughs> Matt Rule. Speaking hey. of Matt Rule, um, 
Hey, I'm gonna play Anthony's call. I know he's not feeling well. Good, Greg. What'd you have to say, real quick? Well, we'll get Anthony's call. Then I'm gonna well, talk it doesn't have to do with this. Anthony's gonna bring up uh, bring up Bryce Young, so I'll wait till he gets done. Then I'll talk about this. All right, here's Anthony. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. What's up, man? Uh, <clears throat> currently have a a fever right now. COVID. But my Panther fandom never goes away. Um. Just wanted to call in and see how you boys are doing on this uh, Tuesday. Chicken noodle soup, um, I'll be back on my feet soon for sure. But first thing I wanted to say is congrats to Julius Peppers and Moosin Muhammad for joining the Hall of Panthers yeah. honor. Um, I know Julius Peppers is my dad's favorite Panther of all time. Um. Moosin Muhammad, just an unreal wide receiver for us. He was huge in big games, especially the Super Bowl in 03. So, yeah, there's that. Honestly, not much to say other than that. Um, but, yeah, just a quick call into the show. Hope y'all doing good. Have a good day. Um, also, just wanted to let all the C3 pan- fans know that um, we're going to be doing these Twitter spaces probably once every week to get more people's opinions and thoughts on the Carolina Panthers and different stuff going around the league. So make sure to check that out. If you do have a Twitter account, I'm talking to all the people in the chat room. And people that, you know, I know on Twitter already, anyone's welcome to join. But, yeah, that's all I got for today. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding. Hey, keep hey. pounding, bro. These C3 faithful, man, they're out here going to war for C3 Panther Nation. I love it, man. That man's coming that, in with the flu. He came in. He's making calls, he's holding sick, Twitter man. spaces. He got the flu. For get you. better, yeah, not great. Yeah, get that, better. That, that, that's actually Taking a good call for what bro. I'm talking about here. Um because I know that Anthony is a huge Bryce Young fan, and everybody gets mad at me about Bryce Young. But look, I just want to say, okay, Here we let's go. look. Let's look at some Jamarcus Russell stuff. Okay? Oh, let's not. No, no. no. here we go. Here we go. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus that's Russell. What is that? Here we go. From Todd McShay. I cannot. I cannot remember being in a being in such awe of a quarterback in my decade of attending combines at the pro days. Russell's passing session was the most impressive of all the pro days I've been to. His footwork is such a big, uh, being such a big quarterback is surprising. He was nimble in his dropbacks and rolling and throwing on the run. The ball just explodes out of his hands. Wait, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Here we go. You're talking about a th- two, three-year period. Once he's under center, look no out sense. because his skill lever this is certainly no John sense. Elway-like, the best quarterback out there. Here we go. Let's see what this says. Uh, uh, if you if, if uh, the workout Russell uh, the workout Russell had was Star Wars type, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but Greg, okay? no this one is John Gruden. All, all I'm saying is workout, we've heard though. these Greg, things before. What, what we is in that wine, dude? Yeah, we've heard, you know, know, dude. Pop, all I'm saying is we've heard all this crap before. And by the way, Jamarcus Russell was six six two sixty five. Exactly, but he was when they only. Said this. He was six, the, the, six, he, 265. He, so you're talking you about, about a guy two that's separate, 
things, Greg. They're, no, I'm they're, not. You're, I'm talking you, about you number are, one pick. No, 1,000%. These are two separate, separate scenarios because one thing is Jamarcus Russell was touted as an athletic person who but was able to throw physically, the, yeah, the can. He had all of I the pieces. Hold on. Read. Hold and on. They, right. And they have, they Jeff literally were talking about all the physical attributes. Not yeah, a single person was talking about his preparation. Not a single person was talking about his intelligence because guess what? It wasn't there. And number the other piece of this is not a single person yeah. was talking about his film in college and how he was a commander of that offense and that he was able to read defenses and all that stuff. Those are two separate scenarios. You cannot mark Matt. You cannot talk about Jamarcus Russell and Bryce Young in the same vein. Greg, That's not, not a logical one. I guess I am. I, 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 no, I'm what's on call uh, being realistic. No, you're, you're not, not being realistic yeah. at was, all. Uh, this, is like, this is like a total a political. That's a political move right there. It's yeah, like, dude, this is they like, it's uh, like us calling Long a socialist communist, and he just asked for free books for public no, schools. I will eat. No, please don't put me in that category. I will eat all the crow you guys give me. All right. If Bryce yeah, we are, bro. Oh, you're giving them a lot of fodder right now. Have to, bro. Let's stop acting like. <laughs> let's stop acting like he's the fucking to. Jesus when he has not done shit. Greg, you know what? Greg is sipping on that scissor just like Jamarcus yeah, Russell so. was. You remember Jamar? That's what Jamarcus anything, Russell man. did. They said that somebody stopped stop crowning him for real. Look, stop the man got You need to jump on the train. No, that I don't. I will jump on the train when yes, the train is moving. Don't get the when the train is Russell, moving, I will jump on it. Okay, the train is moving. I'm not jumping on it while it's fucking you sitting there. But there's no reason to be optimistic about Bryce, and that's just fundamentally not true. He has weapons that other rookies do not come into the NFL with. And you're right. You know what? You know what? Cody, you're right. You're right. He does. He does. And he has absolutely no. Cody, you're right. He does. He has absolutely no things you would look at that would be a downside to a quarterback. What am I thinking? What am no, I thinking? See, what am I thinking? Five, five, nine? No, yeah, he, he has no he has, things that would be a downside to a quarterback. He has attributes that are going to yeah. bring him into the NFL that other rookie quarterbacks did not have. Do you remember? It, so you guys don't. You guys I are too young for this. I cannot in, wait to see. I really, when was, DeMar I, I when was Demarcus Russell drafted? Bad like oh six, two thousand seven, I believe. Six or seven, one of the two. Yeah. By the way, I know what our next emoji is. We need a wet blanket in the chat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're <laughs> right. We've yeah. got that. We yeah, need a Demarcus need Russell. Yeah, right. We need a Kelvin yeah. Benjamin whale. We'll do a whale or a Bojangles <laughs> Oberry biscuit. But. uh Greg beyond you know what that wine Greg is hitting is the same shit Jamarcus Russell was this man got like something like 50 million guaranteed because he was the you know like right out the gate this is it's him and Matthew Stafford not Matthew Stafford um Matt let me hold what on. was his name hold hey, on the guy that came let from me just uh, ask hold on hold on that came from the Rams, and then he played for the Oh, Cardinals. Sam Bradford? Yeah. These are the two quarterbacks that that flipped the NFLPA, like gave the owners. Yeah. Right, like that. <laughs> right, that, right. That was that last year. Yeah, but Demarcus yeah. Russell got like $50 million and reportedly, I mean, he had just gotten paid all that money, right? So he's like fucking stupid rich. Oh, I and agree. he showed he up at well. a party, yeah. dude. Yeah, he did well. He showed up at a yeah. party with a camel bag, like a book bag. And this was in the early two thousand, like in the mid two thousands. This is when people were drinking Robitussin to get really fucked up. <laughs> there was that song called "Sipping on Scissor," Sipping and on like, that scissor. yeah, 
And that was about <laughs> drinking fucking Ro- Robitussin with codeine and to codeine yeah. and until you start like tripping balls. The man was worth fifty million dollars, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go to this party with a camelback full of goddamn Robitussin on my back. Take that. Mm-hmm. That's the type of person we're talking about. Hey, can I can I tell you? Can I tell you the the comparison that I will accept with you, Greg? Is if you wanted to talk about CJ Stroud and Jamarcus Russell. Oh, no. No, see, that's, no not that's not even fair. That's not I feel fair. like saying not fair. Jamarcus Russell's name You're in a such sentence a troll, with anybody is, is, a, is a such a fucking slight. Let me ask you. Hey, Let's go hey, something can I just more say this? like. What's um, the last, no, hold on, real quick. What's the last quarterback? Carson Wentz. Number one with the upside that we say CJ Stroud, or not CJ Stroud, Bryce Young has, okay, that worked out. Bryce Trevor uh, Lawrence. Tra- Trevor not, Lawrence. I no, even Trevor Lawrence is still not an elite quarterback. He's no, a top no, no. Quarterback. Oh, shut up. No, no. Go to bed, dude. He had Joe one good playoff Joe. game. He had hold one on, good hold playoff on, game. Hold on. It's a great season. This isn't an easy answer. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Easiest answer. Joe Burrow didn't come into the league. People expected him to be like this. I'm sorry. I did not he hear the number one pick. He won a thousand percent came into the league. I didn't hear the hype for Joe Burrow that I hear from the first Yes, you did. Dude, we wanted Joe Burrow. I missed it then. I must have missed it. I didn't hear that. Just like I missed the connection between Bryce Young and Jamarcus Russell. By the way, I want to say one more thing. One more thing. Hey, Greg, I bet Jamarcus Russell would have went to that damn party, bro. Not Bryce. That's what I was saying. Oh, dude. Yeah, with a backpack full of Robitussin. Oh um, See, you guys are making me want Bryce thing. Young to have I, a bad year. I don't I, want why? that. I want to have a bad year. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Just no, to be right. Just, be right. just be right. Just to be you like, are oh, shove it in your face. You are making yourself do that, man. I think it's kind of like, I think it's unfair to compare any of these. I think it was like, I saw somebody say Anthony Richardson. That's a good point. I don't even think that's fair. That's like putting the worst... That you know what it's it's like in the category Andrew of comparing Luck. somebody to Dwayne Jarrett, like it's just like man, what a dick comparison that is, and what I mean by that too is like uh is that that's such a bad person, right? Right? Like is and here it's kind of in the Kelvin Benjamin camp the for me. Polar opposite of Bryce. Well, Kelvin Benjamin is kind of like this, and I would I say you know what I will give, um. Jamarcus Russell some credit for being out in the public spotlight and owning the shit. You know, it's like as he's come to, you know, so I mean, more than Kelvin Benjamin, wherever he's at, fat eating underneath the yes, bed, probably got candy bars yeah. under the pillow. That's yeah. messed up. I feel bad for saying that. Where is Kelvin Benjamin? I need to know. So, question. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? Y'all know who it is. The G Cavassier. You're hey, done, man, Greg. Quiet in Panther land. We all know that shit. But let me take you down memory lane really quick, man. I am not really worried about having not having a number one wild, wild receiver. And the reason why I say that is, you look at 2003, we made our first Super Bowl appearance and got cheated out of that Super Bowl. But anyway, we really didn't have a number one wide receiver. You know, we had Muhammad Smith and Ricky Pohl and shit like that. Then in 2015, who the hell was our number one wide receiver? We didn't have one. Kelvin Benjamin was hurt. He had Devin Funches, Corey Brown. You know, oh boy, they came from the Jets. It's on the tip of my tongue, but it slipped my damn mind or whatever. We really didn't have a number one wide receiver. It looks like we're doing the same shit again this year. And another note, man. Remember that dude, Deontay Brown, man? Remember him? 
he was an offensive guard, I think. And I don't know if he played for Alabama or Auburn. And I looked online, he's on the damn practice squad. Because I know he yeah, had problems with his weight or whatever, man. But, you know, I really thought he was going to be a starter or whatever. And he just magically disappeared. And, you know, we got, that, we, we got that new uh, guard from North Carolina State that played with Icky and damn football and everything. Where does that leave Brady? Are they going to switch him to right guard? Because, you know, Austin Corbett is damn hurt and shit. And what about that dude, Maze, that we damn drafted last year? Where is he going to be at? Yeah, like I'm saying, it's questions. I yeah. still got questions. And who the hell is going to be his safeties? Is it going to be Xavier Woods or Von Bell? Where is Jeremy Chang going to be? Hey, man. Give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Good call, G. Fantastic it's a good call. call man. It's a good call. The only question I have about it is he's talking about how and whenever we were in the original Super Bowl, we had nobody that had uh, no no players that had stats. I think Steve Smith had 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns yeah, that well, year. It was his breakout year, though. Yeah, and I think that Musin Muhammad in 2003 had uh, 837 and three. Foster so, I mean, you're, had you're a really good year, 2,000 right? yards and 10 touchdowns right there. Back. I mean, we had that, like, we but had our some offense receivers, was yeah. slow in that. that I think uh, to, to the point, though, is that, that – those guys weren't number ones that at that moment. I get that. Yeah, that's a fair point. And yeah. the other thing is this is the year, the next time we had our best offense ever, it's 2015. And again, Kelvin no, Benjamin, one. after a thousand yard season, we're all hype about him towards toward the ACL. Yeah. And you're kind of mismatching these people, Ted Ginn. So is we've had some moments. Um, what we'll see, man, is like Bryce, the distributor, the point guard. I hope that he can be that. And that's the thing is, who knows, is I want Bryce Young to be Bryce Young. I don't want him to be Jamarcus Russell, for sure. <laughs> I don't want him to be Patrick, uh, whatever, Murray. But What's his you, name? Kyler Murray. You know Murray, what I'm I truly afraid of, Tony? I want him to be I, I'm afraid him. he's going to be RG3. Why? No. It's two separate. I'm afraid would be the more. The words that no, he was there, Greg, are you're I mean, afraid. He was still playing, okay? So you're RG3 afraid. You are letting. I mean, it's you reasonable to think that he could get drive your remote. No, I mean, dude, listen. If he gets, you, he could get like pancaked no. into the ground, and they have to like pull him out. Yeah, but that can happen to literally any player. Literally, right. any player. You know what? You know, Two is about one concussion away from being right. That could happen any. That could happen any player. I would rather have a player that's 6'5", 250, than a guy that's 5'9", well, 190. Let that happen yeah, to no. him. You're right. It can happen to any player. But if this I'm going to okay take my before. chances, I'm taking the guy that's 6'5", 250, over well, the guy that's 5'9", well, 190. When Bryce goes effect. off this year, I'm going to be vicious to you. Please do. Please do. I'll take it. I have no problem. I'll take it. I will be the fucking heel all year right. long. I have no problem with that. Okay, no, you won't. But I'm we'll realistic. We're oh, gonna be we fine. Tell. We'll all be we celebrating. Tell. We'll all be celebrating. Here is the next call. Yo, what's up, C three? I can't go out like no hoe. Um, <laughs> I figured I'd call back and say something more relevant to the topic since y'all with a little threat. Um, I figured what what was your favorite memory of those players of Musa Muhammad or Julius Pepper since they were the ones inducted to the hall? Hall of Honor, you know, tell me maybe an extra player you thought they could have been there, maybe your their favorite memory. Um, I had another question that I also asked on the first Friday free fall, which is 
if there should be jersey numbers retired, who do y'all think it should be? And whether Peppers is uh, Peppers and Moose are one of them. Uh, me as a younger fan, I don't have some strict memories. So, uh, I mean, like y'all telling me about these plays or amazing things they did, you know, always helps to educate the younger, yeah. the younger generation. So, uh, had to make up for the for the weak call, I guess. <laughs> you did a great job, JJ. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'll give you. I'll be very fast. My best memories of uh, Moose and Muhammad again. That was a little before my time as a Panther fan. But I know his touchdown celebration through the leg, through the leg, through the leg. What, Muhammad, that's, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's badass. That's all time. I love that. And um, in 2017, when when Julius Peppers came back to the Carolina Panthers, and just seeing this man. I mean, he was only one year out from retiring. Just run roughshod over people. I mean, looking like he was still 25 years old out there. Uh, you know, the the type of tenacity. And, you know, that reminded me of uh, all those things that, you know, Tony has always said about Julius Peppers. He was a dominant freak of nature that you did not want to line up against at all points throughout his career. Here's a couple of things. Look, he had a 15. He had 15 sacks uh, in college one season. Um, I'm watching YouTube highlights of Julius Peppers right now. And what is – and, Greg, pull up his stats. How many fumbles, forced fumbles, did he have? Not only is he going after these guys every time, he goes for the ball first. Like, as he's sacking these dudes – Every time he is smacking the ball out. And yep. so he had, what, look, his rookie year, he fumbles. had five forced fumbles. Yeah, he had five forced fumbles. 52 forced fumbles in his career. Yeah, 50, mm. 51. Yep. That's insane. Huh. Right? So he's like the peanut Tillman of of uh, defensive linemen. Um the other thing is, I, I think, again, like a go back to that 101-yard play was incredible. And I think him coming home at a right time and still and having success. That's another thing I like to think about is that he came back to Carolina. He was old, but he still put up like 11 sacks or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't yeah, go out sacks. like a broken ass. Two forced fumbles. Well, yeah. Let's look at this. He had a, a defensive rookie of the year, a defensive player of the year once, defensive player of the year twice, uh, all play all, like uh, second team All Pro two years, first team All Pro one two years, uh, first team All Pro three years. I'm sorry. So he had first team All Pro three year or second All Pro three years, first team All Pro first four three two. years, two defensive rookie of the year or excuse me defensive rookie of the year and one defensive player of the year. That guy's legit, man. That that's a Hall of Fame guy right there yeah oh, i mean especially ballot. when you look yeah when you look at his history like his uh where he's at on the history uh on the leaderboards with regard to the history and most sacks in the nfl uh he's what number five is that what it was or yeah. did he just, uh, number yeah. four number four five there, i think yeah. it's five no yeah. i think five, it's four, four five um, um the other thing to think about with julius peppers too is that but like this is i think of him and deshaun foster with those black ass fucking visors yeah Imagine, I don't know if they're allowed to wear them as much anymore or if people do, but now if we had black, imagine seeing Julius Peppers in the black on black with the black helmet and the black visor, dude. I'd fucking give him my money. I just give him my lunch, everything, and be like, 
Max <laughs> surrender. Uh, one other thing about Masim Muhammad, though, it's not a good story, but it's a redemption story. Hmm. I think that Muhammad was not drafted high or had some problems. He got caught in college with a gun. And it was Nick Saban, I believe, who was coaching at Michigan State at the time that kind of gave him a second chance and believed him as an individual. And, like, he has this, like, uh, I think Saban and when Muhammad was inducted into the College Hall of Fame or Michigan State, they spoke. And, man, Muhammad spoke so highly. I think that's when I got a different side of respect when it comes to Nick Saban is to hear how personally important he was to Masim Muhammad's life. Um, you guys want to hit these last two calls real quick? Well, I want to address one oh, last thing yeah. he talked about. He's talking about the jersey retiring um, for the numbers. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't think retiring jerseys makes a tremendous amount of sense. Me especially too. Long term. Yeah. Um, like Lakers. Yeah. No well, if you have won a Super Bowl, I agree. Yeah. Right. Well, not even just that. I mean, even from if the you pers- won a Super Bowl, like, like look at the Cowboys, they they passed the number eighty-eight down like it's a legendary badge of honor. You right. Know? The if Panthers you were the, are going to have like, to do that. Similar to the Steelers, they have so many legendary players from the Steelers' history that like they would just be it would be impossible for them to retire all the legends' numbers because they would leave no numbers available for anybody yeah. else. So I, you know, long term it doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense, but. Um, also, I mean, there's other ways you can honor people without like the hall of honor, like the Panthers are doing already. I don't really think there's an extra layer of like recognition that these guys need beyond that. So look at the Yankees too. Um, the Yankees are running out of like numbers and they're going to have like, you're going to have a guy that's going to be a baseball player. He's going to be wearing like one Oh two because like they've retired, so many jerseys. I mean, Jeter's jersey, like all these people. But um, if I'm not oh, mistaken, like just because it's retired, a jersey's retired doesn't mean you can't use it, right? Yeah, it's, no, you can. Uh, you can't, can't use it. it. Yeah, if they retire, it's no, mm, nobody uses that number yeah. again. No, you sure. never use well, it again. Maybe CBA. I'm pretty sure the NBA what, uh, judge wears number 99, dude. Hey, look I'm at what the NBA, uh, if you call that player and ask look him to use it. Look at what sent me. Look at what White Chocolate sent me. Lined up on the outside. Uh, as a DB or something. No, it's like a wide have, receiver, buddy. That's a wide receiver right there lined up. That's offense. Yeah, that's that's Pepper oh, yeah, yeah, lined up. Yeah, that's tight offense, end, actually. Yeah, that was that's a freak, wild. Dude. He would be what you know what is the thing is is I just would love to see Julius Peppers in this NFL. Yeah, like he would be a prime Julius Peppers in today's NFL. Yeah, he would be so rich and oh, famous. Um, he, he was rich and famous. Yeah, that's but like it's right like it's not it's nothing like it right is now, man. Watching football, if you go back and you go back to like just like 1998 and like the coverage was only newspaper coverage, right? right. It's like there was no so these guys were out getting fucked up. Look, if you go back to the seven, the 80s, Daryl Strawberry, go watch the 30 for 30 on Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. These guys were doing blow and drinking all night right. and then going to the ballpark and and, and still Tony, being. Do you think they're not doing that now? Yes, they're not doing that now because like okay. social media, we are so we follow okay. everything. No, they're not posting on social media. That doesn't mean they're not doing it now. Come on, dude. Get it. No, get no. Here, the, the, the difference, the difference here is. 
the difference here is I think that if they're doing it, they're not doing it out in public like they were, like you're right. talking about in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, You right. can get arrested yeah. and uh, not, you know, it kind of go, we swept under the rug. Yeah, back Now in the day. we're yeah. watching everything. We're, we're so hyper. Look, kids, Bryce Young had a personal coach when he was in fifth grade. So think about that. It's like that's, that didn't happen in the 80s, bro. You were lucky if you had a bat bag. Um, let's go to the next last two calls. Oh, he got it in. <laughs> Joey, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop jerking there off in your room. <laughs> You're going to go blind. Okay, oh, listen, this is Sandra Pickle. Listen, I'm watching Friday Free or I'm watching the Tuesday show and I hear basketball. I hear a discussion of basketball. Shut <laughs> the hell up. Well, I don't need no basketball Amen. talk on my Panther Amen. podcast. It's called C3 Panther Podcast, not basketball podcast, not horror <laughs> podcast. JJ, shut the hell up and make your own damn podcast. Bitch. I'm about to make Pickle a <laughs> famous. I want to see a G Baby and Pickle podcast. Oh, God. No, that that would be there would be zero breaks of people talking. Like it would just be yelling. The the the, the the decibel level would be just out the roof. Um, you would have to you would have to have somebody who moderates it that says, "Pickle, you now have sixty seconds to." Oh, I know. <laughs> you people, you're right. We would need D's to be the moderator. He's like mild mannered enough to where he could handle that, and he'd be like, "Guys, we're just here." To go. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> it's um, hilarious because there used to be mortal enemies. Now they're like the fucking best of friends, dude. They're long lost pals. I love they it. They come to each other's defense at every uh, at every, every time. All so. right. Speaking of someone I will never defend, let's go back to this. Is bro, I can't. This guy fucking drives me nuts. He's such a tool. Matt Rule, I put the L. This is your boy Matt Corral dropping the L on Matt Rule here. What a fucking loser. Uh, he goes on some show or Super whatever. Loser. Interview with Pete Thamel of ESPN. Either knew and, or survived the purge. We've never heard of you, Pete. Matt Rule, we want to never hear from you again. But he said this. Going through the fire in Carolina was purifying fire that melts away all the impurities recycled line bro you've already taught this we heard this stupid shit before bro all the hubris all the worrying about stuff that doesn't matter rule said i learned very much to worry about what matters i have a focus and a desire in me i watch what my kids had to go through in carolina we're not going to let them go through that here what what did they go through fucking losing that's what they went through they went through seeing him get booed at stadiums and fire mat rule and all this stuff sucked. right right so the thing is is like it's <laughs> fuck them kids is like everybody put this is like i love the memes that came and oh, everybody God. hit the fuck them kids but then here guys is the caveat to this is there were some comments that matt rule that there was uh confirmed reports that he was drinking a lot um Oh. Potential infidelities on his wife, 
And when he says the hubris, man, he was such he probably thought he was the fucking biggest shit. Right. And he turned out he was a big shit, a big fucking turd that no one cleaned up. Right. I don't feel like this is I don't like this with the kid thing. I feel like he's using the kid to like. Like, look, first of all, Panther fans are like among the nicest in the fucking world. Imagine if he would have taken the Jets job. That poor kid would have committed fucking suicide by this point. Right. Yeah, he's using it as a bullshit excuse to deflect for his terrible coaching and decision making. And yeah, dude, it's like, okay. Dude, he's he's using it as a shield. And look, I don't deny that fans can get a little crazy sometimes. But bro, you have you have brought this all on yourself, Tony. I have never been pulling for a man to fail. I know. As I hate hard Nebraska. as Matt Rule. Yeah, I've never disliked dude. Nebraska, but man, fuck them people. I Those hate them. Corn huskers can stick them ears of corn right, <laughs> right. where the sun don't shine. I hope they bro. pull down their pants and run backwards through a cornfield. And dude, yes, and do you know what's hilarious? Now Nebraska fans love to shit talk Panther fans like. Oh, uh, you were never shit in the NFL. It had nothing to do with Matt Rule. Oh, yeah, you bunch of fucking uh, Midwestern losers. You're about to find out the hard way. Bro. What is, you know what's awesome is it's just a bunch of fucking dorky ass middle middle class white people yeah, talking shit to a, each other. It's the Nebraska Carolina Panther rivalry. Oh, this is like the fucking, it's like a girl fight. Right. Oh, that sounds like it's a girl fight. Man, Matt oh, Rule suck. Dude. The other part of this is, I mean, to play that devil's advocate, he he might be better in college as a coach, right? Like there is a reality that exists where he comes into play and, and he comes into the, the in, in the next two or three years, turns that program into a uh, extremely successful, you know, nope. winning football team. I'm not hoping for it. I'm not sitting here saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying we've got to keep in mind he did that. You know, he was a pretty successful college coach. Uh, prior to his movement into the NFL. So it's possible that he's still able to do that. And one of the things, one of our biggest critiques of him is he always seemed to have um, a way of coaching that was intended for college students, you know, and not actual professionals who were getting paid to do this, who were adults and had families. Um, now he's back to doing college college coaching. So I think he bought into himself no. too much. See- I think he says when he says all the hubris – I think that's the most telling part of this this statement right here is I think he thought he was king shit, and he turns out he ain't. And you're right, CK might be better at college, but I'm starting to think he's just a charlatan. I don't even yeah. think he's good. Oh, I'm hoping so. CK, all that being said, based on success before and everything else, fuck that rule. I agree. So. I agree so bad. <laughs> fuck Matt Rule. Hit a thumbs up if you like that. Just fuck Matt Rule. How about that? Hell yeah. yeah. Hit them thumbs. What we got up. next? Uh, next up, Fan Fest tickets go on sale Thursday. Um, yeah, man, y'all, hey, hit me up. I went with the uh, Kev White Chocolate Espresso uh, last season. They're only five bucks. Tickets go on sale uh, th- this Thursday at ten a.m. I'm probably gonna grab a, a couple tickets. How and, they uh, stop the aftermarket stuff? Yeah, CK, CK saying how if are you they buy some, I'll buy some from you. How about that? How are they going to do that? Because I understand that selling tickets brings well, only $5. order. Right. No, it brings order. But the last, there's been in times in the past where someone goes up there and buys, they, they sell out. 
And then people are on the aftermarket trying to sell them for 30, 40, 60 bucks. How do the Panthers find a way, CK, between trying to bring order and structure to the ticket process, but also preventing that secondary clandestine black market of tickets? Um, well, I mean, one of the things that they, they're doing, for instance, with training camp is it's not transferable. Like if oh, you get your, really? yeah, if you get those, uh, like I you know, went on just to see, cause I heard somebody say that they were selling them, um, on, uh, you know, it, 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 they were selling the training camp tickets for more. Uh, and I'm went and looked and I'm like, I can't even sell mine. Like I don't have a transfer option or sell option or anything. It's just that those are my tickets. That's a great thing. So Good that could be one piece yeah. to it. Um, uh, another piece is like, why do they care? Like why does why if they're getting the money from the initial sell right That's what true. like what yeah. what what do they get That's out true. of putting any effort well, into? Well, then you should change the name. That's why they should care is because it's actually called Fan Fest, not yeah. Fuck Fan Fest. But it's <laughs> called Fan Fest. But who's who's going to be going to that? That's not a Panthers fan. I I'm on CK's yeah. side of this. To be honest with Scalpers, you, Scalpers, like, man, they're just trying to yeah. juice. Yeah, all right. I mean, I just used to be free, so I like that. Is the oh, non-transferable? Maybe some limits on how many you can purchase at a time. They do. They have a six six uh, limit. You can One of the reasons six. I'm bringing this up too is yeah, we're going to Spartanburg this year, but I think Fan Fest is a cool opportunity every year for us to meet and hang out with the C3 fans. Man, I live right down the street from the stadium. Uh, I look forward to seeing people there. I'm probably gonna buy like. They say you're allowed to buy like six tickets per account, per order, yeah. so I might just pick up a couple, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, handicap this is shit, man. Yeah. Dude, uh, y'all, no, might want, y'all might want y'all might want to hang with your boy. I'm just saying. I'm just hey, saying. I'm, I'm gonna um, get six. So if C3 fans want to come, hit me up. I'm I'm just gonna say this uh, to my boys here. Uh, as a PSL owner, I. I'd get access to the fan fest tickets tomorrow. Ooh, and Lord. you get to pick your seats. seats. Oh, so, okay. I will well, be. I'm going to buy six. I may sell all six of them. <laughs> you guys wrap for me. Uh, you guys get yep. those plans and uh, build that army. What's next, Cody? Next up on the docket. Uh, I just thought this was interesting, right? Oh, the top God, 10 yes. selling jerseys of. Uh, this is the worst picture of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, no, that's why I picked that. That's why I picked it. Uh, uh, Great one to buy Sean Top-selling NFL jerseys in June. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Michael Parsons, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Tom Brady, and Bryce Young. I'm surprised baby. by this, Bryce Young. I yeah, surprise I it to me. That's awesome. I am too. It, dude, it doesn't surprise me. When you go on Twitter, every other post is somebody posting their brand-new Bryce Young jersey, man. So I just found it funny that right now, um, you know, Bryce is pushing more weight than Christian McCaffrey. All Ain't right, that a bitch? That's awesome. What's next? Sorry, oh, I just want to put this up. <laughs> this one, if that's funny to you, this is funny to me. I this, was a, <laughs> this is a great tweet from at Thomas World, it. at Thomas W-R-R-R-L-D. And he put J.C. Horn versus some of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Megatron, zero catches, zero yards. Moss, zero catches, zero yards. Jerry, zero, zero yards. Marvin Harris. And I thought this just captured so much of what the statistics are. Yeah, the conundrum of J.C. Horn is so many people are like, 
he's the best player ever when he's on the field. Look at that. And then it's like, <laughs> it's just, I thought this was a great way of putting it. And then I found this kid in the seatbelt. He put, look, he put the seatbelt on all these fools. <laughs> Hall of Famer, first ballot. Um, Keep going. Let's keep rocking. We at the news or where we at? So we're going to do this oh, next time because yeah. we're going to for time. But ne- uh, next Tuesday, we are going to do a all-time Panthers team. Ooh, so we're like going to go. We're going to go through all positions, twenty-two positions. Yeah, on the that that play on the field, and we're going to pick the best player at that position Ooh. all time. Spoiler: John Casey, Carolina Panthers. He's a, he's a kicker, right? Yeah. Well, he's yeah, not yeah, one yeah, part of the twenty-two, right? Twenty-two. Harrison Butker. We're going to put Harrison Butker above him. You kind of uh, have that option, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. News next, maybe? Huh? Where are we at? News next? Uh, Yeah, now yeah, we are the around the NFL, baby. Um, hang on, let me... Just so I make sure that we're... Sub so up. Official. Hit the thumbs up. Find this shit. Go to carolinacatchronicles.com. Check out the shop tab. Buy the coffee mug. Um... And uh, see us down in Spartanburg, Monster Subs, Thursday, the 27th, about, you know, shortly after practice. We'll be having lunch, live podcasting there. We'll be here Tuesday night, Friday night. Lots of things coming for you. Let's go around the end. This is the moment where we look around outside of Carolina and look around to some of the NFL news. Alvin Kamara has pleaded no contest to a lesser misdemeanor charge than the felony assault charge. He was been looming over his head. Uh, and Cody, go on to the next slide. I think both of these are for uh, Kamara. Oh, maybe we took one away then. Uh, what I saw was this later. is that um, unless we both double dipped on this. Yeah, is Alvin Kamara, what now is interesting about this is now that he's taken this deal, he's reached a settlement with this guy and taken a misdemeanor charge, how does that affect his outlook uh, for suspensions going forward? You know, he's been very low in fantasy football uh, among uh, selections and things like that, or right, it's because people worried about the suspension. Do you guys think that the lesser charge means a lesser um, penalty from the NFL. Yes. Yeah, probably so. They'll probably slap him with a four-game suspension, and then that'll be. It. I don't even know if they'll get that if they drop this to Dude. a misdemeanor. Like they kind of messed up. You know, you and I. You know, Greg Hardy didn't even get charged. Um, char- you know, at the end they dropped the whole case. They kicked yeah, him but, out of the damn but, NFL. But that happened immediately, and then they made the decision to do that right after the accusations and all that stuff. This happened, and he's played an entire year of football since this. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, what is it? Justin Jefferson? Did I see that? Um, what is this? Yeah, one? so, uh, no, this is just funny. Justin Jefferson named his top five NFL quarterback. <laughs> he put his he own quarterback. Patrick in. Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen, and didn't one time mention his own quarterback. Of uh, Kirk Cousins. Poor Kirk. Yeah, that's Poor Kirk. Rich. Poor Kirk. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's rich. Who cares? This uh, one was fun to me. Amon Ra St. Brown was talking about the Lions draft class, and he said, I think uh, the general manager, Brad, 
Holmes and the guys here in Detroit did a great job drafting. I mean, obviously they drafted me and found me in the fourth, so they know how to find talent. <laughs> that is like, uh, I like this guy more already from that. It's like, hey, uh, where were you guys? Where are all these other bunk ass GMs that missed me? Um, so that was fun. What is, let's see, else going on? We've got Kamara already. Keep going with that. Yeah, we we double dipped on that. Oh, this Kadarius Tony story. Have you guys heard this shit? Yes, no. What's this yeah. about? So Kadarius Tony has been arguing with New York Giants fans, and he has been fighting with them verbally. He's been ver- like he's been publicly upset with the Giants front office for tr- giving up on him and trading him. Uh, then he went and won a Super Bowl and didn't, do, you know, <laughs> just a bump on the, of, you know, just a guy on the team. He's a warm body. And so he got two touchdowns with the Chiefs. But he is known for sparring with fans. And somebody said that he tried to then say his account got hacked. I don't believe this. So he got in this fight, this girl, whoever called him out for some shit. And he messaged her or tweet and it said the fuck is this ugly ass motherfucker something needs lipo and other focus on lipo and some other shit instead of me yeah and this this girl now you know this girl handled this supremely well on the internet today first she said oh he he got me like uh, it was funny that's what the internet's for and i was talking shit about him so i can handle this shit I don't think he got her though. I think this is just like the love. This ain't even like uh, she was like, oh, he, he he came out, you know, like he got the last laugh. I was like, no, this sounds stupid. But here, also, this is Kadarius Tony. Yeah, got it right here. You talking about Miss Danny Jones? Apparently, he missed me, fuck ass nigga. I can show you the call log, bitch ass nigga. He called. Hold on, before let me set it up. This is him <laughs> in somebody's DMs leaving messages. You talking about Miss Danny Jones? Apparently he missed me, fuck ass nigga. I can show you the call log, bitch ass nigga. He calling me, blowing me up, fuck nigga. Fuck you talking about, hoe ass nigga. I don't give a fuck about no mute shit you talking about, bitch ass nigga. You ain't slid on no block. You ain't pulled up on me yet. What? You ain't talking about shit, but in my DM, nigga. Pull up, nigga. Oh, shut the fuck up. Pill. But when you're a millionaire and you dropping these types of messages. Me you don't miss me, fuck ass nigga. Get your pussy ass on my DM, nigga, unless you dropping an addict, fuck nigga. Hey. That- I know. But I know. What? Like what bro, you you're rich as fuck. What 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 makes go you that upset, bro? These guys just go underground. Dude, that's wild, man. I know. Yeah. That's uh, wild. speaking of more... And by the way, I agree with you, right? His words to this chick, dude, that's like some schoolyard bullshit. Oh, and you ugly as fuck. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. And you, you know you what? It wasn't even I went and I went and looked on her Twitter account. Because like it was everything was linked, so I just clicked on her just to see like if she was somebody. Oh, I only had like four thousand followers too, but she is like I mean this is kind of an unflattering picture of her at this moment, and and he was scrolling through her timeline. Though. You know, it wasn't like this was the picture she sent him, but like he went and found like the third or fourth picture on her Twitter timeline. So. Canarius Tony. I mean, this shows you some of these mugs are idiots. What's that? This is, I think, another poorly, another story in a poor light here. Oh, <laughs> the Bucks. These fans, this is what, uh, so there's this, uh, you can, on Pewter Report, Baker Mayfield in-depth look at the Bucks QB. This is a long story. 
But uh, this one, this this jumped off at me. I meant, oh wait, no, oh wait, I read this. It's towards the end of the story. He said, but the real key comes back to the variance I wrote about earlier. This aggregate rating will come within context of streaky play. There will be four game sample sizes where Mayfield will look like he figured it all out and played peaks that rival Josh Allen. I was like, what four games has he ever looked like that? The only four games Baker has looked like Josh Allen was from Josh Allen's rookie year when he stunk. <laughs> so um, is that everything? That is the show, man. We got one last segment it's where we tell people to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Uh, Cody, let's ice some fools up. It's the longest running segment on the longest running Panthers podcast every Tuesday or Wednesday morning around this time. I say, how the hell did we get to 1210 right here with no news? Uh, and then I've got 17 ice up picks to go to Cody. Um, if you've got, if anybody has multiple, we can bounce off of each other. I got to show this one. My first ice up pick goes to Rand Paul. Um, so they're having some sort of, congressional discussions or whatever about the NCAA antitrust laws and some things like this. Um, and this is what he's got to the say. The court ruled unanimously that the NCAA can't invoke their rules. And so they've completely screwed up college athletes. We used to be proud. Many of us love watching amateur athletes that weren't paid. Now everybody that plays basketball in, in college is going to be driving a Bentley or a Rolls. I mean, we're going to be seeing rap stars instead of basketball stars. I mean, this is crazy. But you know why it happened? Because Congress sat around and said, oh, well, because of antitrust, we can't let the NCAA do it. It went to the court, and the court made the ruling, unfortunately, a unanimous ruling based on the law. So the law's got to change. Antitrust shouldn't be involved. Rand Paul, racist Rand Paul. I don't like to overdo the, but like, what does, he's like, Bentley's basketball and rap. Basically all these black people is what he basically just said. Like, it's one of those things where he's so behind the time. Right. It's like, you're, dude, you're, there's no putting that cat back in the bag. It's, it's, it's done. You know? Um, I saw this. I want to ice this up. Uh, I saw this was cool. This guy put up his um, traveling. He found this 1998 Best Buy. I want to ice up the fact that we paid $399 for DVD players (laughs) in 1998. What is that, like a $1,200 purchase today? You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one. It's like if you did inflation, that that would be $900, that DVD player right now. How? there's no demand for DVD players. No, like if you he's took, just talking about like dollar, three ninety, like three ninety nine in nineteen ninety eight. What three hundred ninety nine dollars oh, would okay. be so like nine hundred dollars today? Um, hold on, I got to make sure I don't share the wrong things here. There's some crazy ones, man. The internet is crazy as shit. Did you see? You want me to share one before? Yeah, please, please. So. Tony, you know that I uh, I hate virtue signalers, um, and to me, this is this is the age that we live in. This is who people are. Look at this dumb shit. 
like you care for the environment. Part one, get your friend to film you filling up rubbish bags with sticks. And she just leaves it, doesn't she? Yeah, she's filming her. Part two, now pull off an Oscar winning performance of you struggling in the wind. Part three, celebrate your good deed by doing a shitty dance. Part four, leave rubbish bags behind once you're done. Uh, so if you hear at the end, somebody was telling them off, like, hey, you dumb twats, because they're in the UK, so, you know, they call them twats. But uh, the fact that uh, they got called out, didn't give a fuck. And they were doing this just for clicks. Like, everything on the internet is fake, man. Every time you see someone chanting real loud about, oh, saving the whales or the turtles or cleaning up America or global warming or whatever the new outrage is, yeah, sure, there are some people that care. But mostly those people don't feel the need to go online and virtue signal it to people. Rather than actually doing something to change the thing right. that they're bitching about, so to these vapid hoes, ice up, son. Um, I want to ice up. This is it's got to. I got to do the setup for this one though, because I look. I don't have a problem with Britney Spears. Oh Make god, sure the volume's off. Oh god, she is so cringe nowadays, though. Um. So this is not me icing her up, but this is the video, which I love this middle finger move she does in the middle of this. And the internet was going fun with the dog looking at her. Good call on the music because I was about to play it. But watch this. Is Look, here comes this middle finger move. Watching it without the sound is pretty fucking wild. <laughs> Dude, it's like... The dog, everybody is interested in this dog. <laughs> uh, like, like, I think she might have needed that executorship. <laughs> yeah, she's like fucking up. doing meth right now <laughs> and just having a blast. Here come, here it is. This is middle finger move for all you haters. <laughs> she hit her with the, back, the front finger, which I like. All right. So I don't want to ice up Brittany. Look, if she's rich, she's living her best life at this moment or living something. But this mess has got me shook, dude. And then the fact that I went on this road of like the bad internet. So this lady drops this picture in here in the like, you know, so you're scrolling through because the comments I'm here for the comments right to this video. And this is one of the comments right here is this tweet right here. I'm 58. Don't see anything wrong with it, except, um, well, she is so damn hot. I'm jealous. And I'm like, what is wrong with this shit? Like this shit is like, um, First, I was like, are you a dude? You know, I got some different questions here. But the shit gets into this dangerous place where this old lady has a OnlyFans account. And I'm not going to show it, obviously. But if you see all these nudity joints, 
this lady is like spamming this tweet from this one guy that has eight hundred, eight thousand, nine thousand retweets, four thousand comments, and she's dropping her OnlyFans joy in there. And then you can't help but like look, and it's just like, oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with me? This internet, this Amanda Knight is a fucking wacko dude ice up to her ice up to what i had to see can you, you link me her uh profile please yeah just for <laughs> it's just, just, no, you gotta see she's got a picture oh perfect. she's got like hardcore porn up there but then there's like pictures of her like in thongs in like lay she's from san francisco and she's like taking it in front of the san francisco police department like on the side you're like, only in San Francisco can this lady with no teeth make a million dollars on OnlyFans. Ugh. Is so she really was, making a million dollars? Nah, I mean, no, but like she, I mean, it, it was just, it was uncomfortable. I don't know who to ice up. Me, her, who, it was awful. Dude, ice up the world. It's getting pretty yeah, sad. It was. That, those those are my ice up. Go ahead, CK. I have an ice up, but it's it's hard to put this together for like a screenshot or a video. So I'll have to kind of give you a brief narrative. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Naked and Afraid franchise. Yes, oh, I have one question. Why do they have to be naked? It's just a show of their be afraid. It's show of their like primitive skills or what have you. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but so they have this they have a lot of different versions of this they have just the naked and afraid they have naked and afraid xl they have now naked and afraid last one standing which by all accounts means that you want to be the last survivor that's still out there surviving right sounds like a hazing incident (laughs) right (laughs) so so basically it's a competition you're not everybody it's every man for himself every man and woman for himself um well, there's this one contestant who's actually playing it as it's a every man standing or last man standing contest. Everybody else has just got this mindset of I'm sharing, I'm gonna give everybody everything. <laughs> and but there, but the funny thing is, is like they're so mad at this guy for not sharing his stuff or not like, and he's like he's telling them like, what game do you think you're playing right now? Like you, we're not, we're playing last man standing. I don't know what you think is happening here, but these guys are like ganging up on him, trying to get him out, bullying him like to a discreet, like the guy's a bit of a narcissist. I agree. And he's coming in there playing the way that he thinks he's going to need to play to be able to win. Um, But they're all sharing food and all this stuff and like doing like not giving him any and, like they're all basically the way that they would go about it is they're all trying to get the resources that. And, and so when you have nine, 10 people trying to go after the resources and you're a single person, well, you're going to have a lot less resources to yourself. And they're he's sharing. The tribe. All these, right. So he's fighting the like, but it's not supposed to be this way. It's supposed to be an every man for himself type of mentality. It's not supposed to be a, we're going to share this food in an effort to try to, you know, we want to get to the end. We don't want to be this. Like I'm have no idea. Um, oh, Kristen's been watching that show for the last thirty minutes. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great show. I'd last thirty minutes. Oh, I'd last. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Like, so, man, why do we? Why can't we just have fucking some loincloths on or something? 
Well, I mean, you can you can make it. You could make clothing and whatnot once you get there. But I guess it's just trying to give you the ultimate like survival type of mindset. But born um, into nakedness in the world. But when talk you watch, out with if your you talk out, jam out with your clam out. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard the clam out part before. Like but that. but Tony, if you get since you have the uh, same, we have the same provider of uh, television. I would encourage you go look that up and watch okay. it because it's it's a good watch. It's it's fun. And and the guy who does it by who's by himself, like basically against this entire everybody in this does entire thing. Um, well, he's still out there, and he's like it's down to like five people now, and he's one of the five. Monica Lewinsky and them motherfuckers, man. Dude, I I can't like them bitches. Like I can't. The amount of people just going against him and that like makes me really want him to win. And the amount of people that just in your your ice up, Cody, just kind of triggered this for me. The amount of time, like virtue signaling that they have on that show of yeah. like, we're, you know, I can't, you're letting a woman sit there and get, be cold in the middle of the night. And like, he's like, he's not letting it. He's offering to try to trade, like, give me some resources. And he's like, he's like, what is this? Some socialist society? Like what? We're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like, you, it's I a competition. Know. It's every right. man for themselves. Why am I? Well, he's not good at making shit. alliances. He needs to watch yeah. Survivor. Well, you don't well, need but, alliances in this. Your entire goal well, clearly is clearly you do if the tribe I think they're gonna change it next season because it's clearly like if if everybody wants to try to do this whole team up and try to like we're gonna survive and we're gonna make it to the end, eventually you're gonna have to betray everybody anyway. So stop virtue signaling and acting like he's doing this horrible thing. Yeah, like your thanks. goal is to compete against the other person and take that money away from them. So stop sitting here and acting like this is something that you're that's special to you and that you're just this person that's an incredible human being. What's his name? Into this, uh, the guy who's the one that's actually competing yeah. the right way, Jeff. Um, it's, it's some, it's no ethnicity to him. It might be Jewish. Yeah. See, I knew it. They were good. It's them going. No. <laughs> And, but, uh, uh, hey, your 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 camera and microphone froze up. But uh, Tony, you said Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. I think you meant uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Oh, oh. what the hell? Well, <laughs> well um, he's back. That's the show. <laughs> exactly what I meant was Nancy Kerrigan. So I said, <laughs> you said Monica Lewinsky. What is at the end of the show, you just went and jizzed on everybody. And you went, <laughs> oh, take that. You want to quit? You want to yeah, quit? Hey. I was like, wait, was that what he was trying to say? Like, All right. Oh, that's funny. All right. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolyn. Did you have any more, Cody? Done? No, we're done, man. All right. Let's get the hell out. C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We appreciate everybody listening and hanging out with us. Your time is so valuable. Smash the thumbs up button. Leave comments. Go and rate us on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We need to get the audio podcast. Really invest a lot more into that. So if you listen on YouTube, watch on YouTube still. It can help us by going over to these places, Spotify and iTunes, really being the powerhouses right now of podcasting. Leave us a review. Give us a subscribe, hit the play, and listen to it for 60 seconds. Let get, let's get this uh, going. We got a YouTube, uh, Twitter spaces coming along. We've got a lot of things. Fan fest, uh, not fan fest, uh, training camp in just two weeks. And uh, we'll be down there and hanging out at Monster Subs. And I love hanging out with you fellas. Tony Dunn at cat underscore chronicles. See, uh, Cody, how do they get after you? 
Yeah, man. Find me at Cody Lack on Twitter. Um, hey, man. Every Friday at 7 p.m. Friday free for all. Be a part of the show. Join via StreamYard. Uh, that's it, man. Embrace debate Monday at 10:30. Oh, that show is probably going to be moving. Uh, Desmond has uh, he's going to be asking questions at some football games Mondays. So we're going to be moving that probably to Thursday uh, at 10:30. So All right. be on the lookout for that. And that's it, man. I got shit else to say. CK? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CodizzleAllen. Maybe at some point we'll move over to Threads. Um, or not move over, but add an extra account over there. Who knows? We'll see I what happens. Um, but uh, as of right now, just go uh, hit me up there, and uh, we'll see you guys in, obviously, in the next show, but uh, also in a couple of weeks down in Spartanburg. Cody, take us out of here. C3 Panther Nation. Until next time, keep pounding.